still mumbling. All right, it's a Cleveland Motor Podcast. We are rolling. Uh, there you go. Ah. Oh, the IPAs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> simulated, it? simulated out. Um, this is a very good one too. That's Southern tier. Southern tier. Yeah, look at that. New school. New school. Really, they spell differently at that new Give school. Give me one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, in a minute. <laughs> Give me. Give me one of your beers. Oh, no, not just yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> in a little bit. You know, I'm used to that. Because after my, my beck or my call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it because my, my son's hired me now. I think and that's my, hilarious. Now I'm working for my son. Which really? is a riot. Yeah. And we had a meeting yesterday with his like client. Mm-hmm. And the guy said... And I said, "Oh, are you two? Is that are you two brothers?" <laughs> oh, that's said, fucked up. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm just an employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to talk to the boss about that. Good answer, huh? mm-hmm. the boss man. You know what you should do now is you should get hurt on the job. Ooh, sue him. <laughs> yeah, do it. And sue no, your boss. I'm a 1099 employee. Oh, goddamn jobbers. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you guys are gonna hear those the sounds, that's the sound of a. Uh, Pistachios being George murdered, mm-hmm. and it's not—we're not playing poker, and people aren't throwing their chips in the pot. No, no splashing the pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> to my left is Oscar, and to his left, Nick, and Steve. Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry, had a pistachio. <laughs> and to his left, Chris Smith, and Pistachio Pete. <laughs> you were thinking Mr. about that Spam one, right? Pistachio Pete. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, and. Your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Uh, we have got so t- today for the podcast. We had an extracurricular activity. We uh, we all went out and rode the brand new Zero SRF. Yay! Uh, the, uh, SRF. Uh, it's uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. A dolphin safe blue, of course. <laughs> we want to make sure. Um, I took a picture the other day, and I had the dolphin safe blue SRF. Parked in front of the Japanese hearse, and I realized that was weird. That that's yeah. not a safe place for a dolphin to be. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But if you're gonna ride around on a dolphin-colored motorcycle, it should be some kind of fighter because you may have to. You may have to defend, defend yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The coloring is the coloring is not what we would call overtly masculine or aggressive. It's not toxic masculinity. It is pretty though. It yeah, is it's fucking nice pretty. Color. It's, it's, it's a nice, nice color. color. I like the word striking. It's striking. It is striking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there's no. I don't know of many other bikes that are that color. So, um, I said it does. It does match your element. I was going to park it next yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's similar it's a, to your element. Yeah. I have trouble differentiating colors in that. They're pretty palette. close to each other. Yeah. So I, They're but pretty sometimes close. when you see them right beside each other. They're... The maximum mileage there out of go. the pistachios. Do it all at once. Good so do, good do one. There's some crinkle there. Yeah. There's some pistachios hitting. Do you know, our table. listener is not going to appreciate that. Well, I was going to say good news, folks. The, uh, pistachios Please send us an email and tell us exactly how much you don't appreciate it, but I want 500 words. At, at least. Spelling, double space, count. Yeah. yeah. This is true. And, Chris and three. Smith brought these. Yeah. So yell at him. Yeah. These are Cleveland pistachios, too. Peterson the Nut. Peterson Nut. Mad Nuts. Yep. Peterson Nut Company. The uh, D's nuts. Yep. <laughs> Got him. D's and does. <laughs> so, yeah, that bike came in. Uh, the bike showed up the other day. Um, it was supposed to show up on Monday. It did not. Uh, I went fucking 
belligerent contacting the shipping company. Well, I know the Monday story, too. Maybe there was like some sort of a time warp or something. Cause yeah? East Ohio Gas was supposed to show up at my house to check the meter in my house, and I called and gave them an earful, too. So <laughs> East Ohio <laughs> Gas can kiss my pink ass. <laughs> <laughs> Your old pink ass. So what we're suggesting yeah, is wrinkly. maybe nobody wanted to work on Monday. Yeah, maybe Monday. Maybe it wasn't anyone's fault. That's true. I'm trying to think that I called in sick. Oh, you did? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I've been sick for 21 years. <laughs> what? That's, that's a butterfly effect, effect right there. Hopper called in sick, and, and the, the rest of the world shit. fell yeah. apart. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Steve. That's it. I, no, I called in sick one day when my last daughter was born. Okay. We've All heard right. this story before. You have? Okay. Yeah, it was 21 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> nope. I only called in sick when I was in the hospital with Salmonella. Who's she? Build it. Sam and Ella. What's yeah. her last name? <laughs> Didn't get out of bed for eight days. Yeah, neither really? did she. <laughs> she couldn't walk for eight days. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> only gets better from here. One of our three listeners. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey. <laughs> um, Roger, last name withheld to protect the innocent Rosendahl. <laughs> um, I'd like to let us know that HD is adding communicators to their lineup, and that's good because we're going to have an upcoming hmm. podcast about communicators. And uh, this makes a very bold assumption that HD riders actually will wear helmets. You know what's really interesting about or they can communicate. I was on. I was looking. This is unrelated, but I was looking on on LinkedIn. Uh, as people do, but mm-hmm. I, and I was looking at like electrical engineering sure. jobs, and there's about sixty or so Harley Davidson electrical engineering jobs available at Harley Davidson. At Harley Davidson. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. that's that's a good they're, they're they're That's a very up. good sign. Interesting yep. finding. That's and a very good. If you work there, Nick, it would be a better place. My friend John oh. Vanuck works at would Harley you? Davidson. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he's a big deal there. So we like we like. Uh, I actually, you know, like I thought I said I like the uh, I love mm-hmm. the fact that. America has motorcycle companies that still exist, yep. and I really want them to do well, and that's not just because I own their stock. And it looks uh, like they're, they're trying. So. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So um, you think Harley's engineering their own communicating system? No, actually. I'm glad you should mention that. <laughs> okay. I'm, glad. So which are, I'm which, so glad you said that. <laughs> so it turns out uh, they do have their own line of uh, motorcycle communicators, and uh, would you like to know what Harley-Davidson term, they've what, what name they use? To identify their communicators, the hogger. Boom. Boom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> boom. It's called boom. Uh, boom. It's just a Senna. So, uh, according to uh, Mr. Rosendahl, it's just a Senna. So they've rebadged the Senna communicator, which we like. Do we like our Senna communicators? I like uh, Senna. I enjoy mine. And uh, it's rebadged as a boom for the Harley Davidson market, probably sure. because. They all wear shorty helmets, and therefore their their communicator would have to have a boom. They should have called it uh, boom. Potato. There goes the boom. Potato. Potato. The potato. Potato one, potato two. You could potato. have the, potato, uh, potato, potato, with a Harley-Davidson, they would have... Uh, the, e- the eagle has landed. There you go. You yeah. would have a potato compression. <laughs> so, or you could add the sound of different Harley-Davidsons to anything you're recording. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's make it sound idea. like you're in a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not by your Make it sound like you have friends. In the garage. <laughs> that's it. There's a question. Watching the YouTube dealership? video. Yeah. There's a question. If a guy has a Harley with a communicator system that you can put music through it, also, yeah. is he still going to play a stereo real loud so of everyone course. else can hear it? As we found out today, yeah. when we were riding the Zero, 
So the sound of the street was overpowered, not by the Zero, but by the stereo on the dude's Harley. If a Harley stereo drives through a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? It still plays Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Do you think a, a, a Harley would go to the forest? Really? Do you think it would, it would get even close to anything green? <laughs> they'd go up the end of the service road. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly as far as that's they'd go. That's as far as it goes. What you got, Steve? Uh, so I was going to give you the Harley stock report, which is Please do. $35.90. Right. But uh, they also say that Mahindra mm-hmm. from India yes. has resurrected the Java motorcycle brand, that's which true. is going to put Harley in jeopardy of expanding into India. Right, huh. and that's, so huh. that's not new. If you actually look up Jawa, um, anything, any image that you look at for the past two or three years, uh, they've floated out, Mahindra's floated out a lot of pictures of this Jawa that they're doing, and it's gorgeous. It's a cool-looking bike. It's very much like the Royal Enfield uh, Bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, tractors right now, I know that. Yeah, they, well, make Mahind- a, they make a cool little Jeep, too. Mahindra like, makes yep. the Roxxon. Is it Roxxon? Yep. I saw it. I saw yeah, it Roxxon. Yeah, yeah. A transport trailer full of those. <laughs> yep. And as of the moment, they're not street legal, mm-hmm. but they are trail rated by Gully by Gum. Mm-hmm. And you can watch a lot of YouTube videos of people taking them um, off road and going and doing things with them. And they're, they're the Mahindras. And Mahindras, I believe they have an assembly, or not an assembly, a manufacturing facility in Michigan. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I know yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Uh, advertises them all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, advertises Mahindra tractors. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So they are, you know, they are a is presence. Target market? What I would say is, <laughs> based on the numbers we brought forward in our story about Harley Davidson a few months ago that we did, or maybe a few years ago that we did, you know, the Street 750 and the Street 500, which are built in India, quote built in India so we could save money not having to import them for all the Indian people that are buying them, despite having sold like less than 300 of them uh, in India. So clearly the Indian people are not flocking to buy Street 500s and Street 750s. Mm-hmm. I would be more inclined to believe that they would buy a Jawa, which has that look that is more akin to the Royal Enfield and stuff like that. So I was in a... a Riverwood, it's a bar in Lakewood. The Riverwood Tavern. And uh, this this engineer from Facebook came, or was just in town. Okay, and yeah. They, evidently, they're going to start selling insurance. Facebook what? is going to start selling insurance? Evidently. I don't know. This guy was in town. He was from India. Oh. He was an engineer. He was a really cool guy. Right. And I, I enjoyed my conversation with him, but... He had not, I mean, we were talk, started talking about, like, peripherally about motorcycles, yeah. and he had nothing but, like, love. I mean, I, I can only describe it as love for Royal Enfields. Yes, mm-hmm. they, they, and they definitely. It's like, uh, it's like the flag to us or something. Well, their their feelings of Royal Enfield are far deeper than our feelings of, of really? uh, Harley-Davidson. Hmm. Much more so. I mean, that is their family's culture. I have heard stories about... People mm. giving a job at Royal Enfield to their oh, uh, like, new son-in-law, like season like, tickets, kind of yeah, like, like season tickets, like the, like the passing Packers. that on, <laughs> like as or bequeathing that to somebody that they do feel really strongly mm. about that. Um, it's a big deal for them. The Jawa. The reason I wanted to uh, mention that because it is kind of a cool thing that. Um, I, the Jawa does not look like a Royal. <laughs> the Jawa doesn't look like a Royal Enfield. I'm gonna pass the phone around. 
It does not look like a Royal Enfield. And Chris just puts his nuts on the table. Right in front of everybody. Again. Right in front of everyone just puts his nuts Hell on the table. Chris. <laughs> you guys are all smiling, though. Yeah. Uh, true. Yeah. I'm smiling at the picture of this Jawa. That's a good-looking bike. The Jawa's a pretty good-looking bike. It's got a really neat style to it. It's got that... You know, Triumph recently reduced or uh, released a bobber mm. version of their Bonneville that has this like cantilevered seat that kind of hangs out over the air doing right. nothing. Okay, proper bobber. It's clearly meant for only one human being, mm-hmm. and yeah. that um, yeah, that uh, that Jawa has the same look. Yeah, what of course. going to come here? What's that? Is that going to come to the United States? All you got to do is find a distributor, and you could be that distributor. I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but Steve wants to buy one. Make no, hundreds of dollars on other people's effort. Yeah, that's not my cup of tea, but it's mm-hmm. it's something. It looks like it's something, something out of it looks like Art Deco. Do you know yeah. what it doesn't look like? It does. It does not look like a Street Seven Fifty. That's correct. Which True. looks like a Honda Magna or a Honda Shadow or mm-hmm. any of the bikes from the eighties. That's right. So, speaking of which, I yeah. really want an old V four Honda. <laughs> like a like a saber or something. Were you at the shop today when I cursed a motherfucker up and down for his Honda Interceptor 500? Oh my! God. Actually, I cursed James for letting it come back into our shop. I mean, uh, I've I've heard nightmares. Again. Yeah, but don't there's something the about off. one of them passed me on the highway and it sounded off. really good. So oh well, you know <laughs> V4 inter so the V4 motors whether it's in a V Max or a Honda mm-hmm. they have a certain sound all their own and. uh there is a there is an interesting thing about V fours. Like V fours have always been almost an impossible combination. Mm-hmm. So they they always punched above their weight, and <clears throat> it's an interesting thing. The con- like the whole idea of a V four motor is so you can have all the spinniness mm-hmm. of a traditional inline four, but then all the torque of a V twin. And it's also narrower. Oh, they're really yeah. something, man. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but what I can tell you about V4s is they don't age well. Cooling problems. Oh yeah. Cooling problem. Carburetors. Lubrication problems. Get to. Right. And that's what happens when you get old. The older ones with the gear turbine. <laughs> Not enough yeah. lubrication. Yeah. yeah. The older. <laughs> and then I broke my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The older uh, interceptors with the gear-driven cams. Mm-hmm. You know, they have also a sound all their own. You know, and I've got the the interceptor 1200 here in the room with us. And yeah, those V4s are. Is that Interceptor V4? Yeah. Okay. It sure is. You should buy it. Ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, a good deal. I can't afford that. Problem. You know what? what it, you it? know it doesn't have. It doesn't have any of the things that keep you alive, like on that zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> that's a nice segue. Yeah, good I, segue. I need those things that keep me alive. <laughs> so, did anybody? Uh, so did anybody try to go real fast on the zero? I did. No, I yeah, I did. <laughs> and. The first Ooh. say that it would eat my FXS for lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. It, but the power is way more linear. I mean, like the controller is way more refined than the one on the FXS. It, it the power comes on more smoothly. It comes on. Um, de- uh, you get more torque at the low end. I mm-hmm. mean, you get more power at the low end. Right. Coming on faster, but in a more controlled manner. Yeah. So it almost it senses like, so the front end won't even come up. In in street mode, you, I just cranked right on it, mm-hmm. and it like senses everything, and it 
gives you the maximum acceleration with the minimum with amount the, of uh, mm. body jitter. Did anyone feel anything resembling a loss of traction or the front end coming up? Like it was the most well-planted bike that I've ever ridden. When I, I yeah, when I was on the the straight here and I just went for it, it it almost felt like a car in that it I it, it didn't scare me. It was just fast. It's just fast. Yeah. It felt it felt to me like a roller coaster. One of these ones that uses magnets to get mm-hmm. itself up to speed. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it like it was almost proportionally or like exponentially mm-hmm. accelerating, and, and it's very just like. Direct, efficient manner. You can get up to 68 miles an hour pretty damn quick. <laughs> Quickly. I didn't even look at the in, speedometer, but I had... A, on a 35? Ah, hold on. <laughs> Whichever one I was, I was riding, I don't know whether it was a 35 or a what. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's... And I have been playing with it just a little bit. I mean, literally, just a little bit. We only had it around for a couple of days. And I've done... I've had it up to 116 miles per hour... In, but that was in commuting traffic, you know, so I did I had no road. Mm-hmm. I had no space. So in very much no space, you know, the distance of, you know, 50 cars, mm-hmm. you know, you get that gap, the gap that opens up, you want to go for it. And, you know, I drop in them in sport mode. I, I drop my head, I crack my throttle open and I look down, it's 116 miles an hour, but none of it was violent. Yeah, no. you know where I would like to take that thing hmm. to a drag strip. Yeah, yeah, and, Ooh, yeah. and yes. cook some people's launches, man. Oh, yeah. Just like yeah. absolutely, you know. What kills me about that? So the Bosch MSC or Motorcycle Stability Control System, that system is bothering my head. I'm really having trouble with it because I've run into a conundrum, and my problem is, I love that it is giving me the maximum performance that planet Earth will allow without hurting myself. But part of my adventurous spirit wants there to be, I have to balance the clutch versus the throttle to keep the front wheel from going higher than my head. See, I always said that a roller coaster... Yeah. Like one out of every thousand people should die, so the thrill would really be there. <laughs> yeah, I say the same thing. I say I want to ride a roller coaster where they take all the lap belts and the restraints oh, off. Yes. you have to like hold yourself. You in. have to hold yeah. on. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> grab the little rope. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is only the stupid ones would die. <laughs> but let's go, selection, my, man. let's go back to my drag strip thing. Just like Sorry. what you were saying, it takes the rider kind of out of the equation, <laughs> and the bike is always <laughs> operating at optimum, even if the rider puts in a bad input or anything. Yep. So. Any of us here who are exp- experienced motorcycle riders could take it to the drag strip and probably, let's just say you do a nine-second, ten-second quarter sure. mile, whatever the thing would do. Um, you could pluck um, anybody, 16-year-old girl out of the stands and put her on the bike and yep. show her how to twist the throttle. She could probably do damn near the same. Without, without, totally hurting, herself. without, without hurting herself. Without hurting herself. Without herself. Being but then what happens, I mean, does, it, does your skill re- become reduced because you're not... Required to make those adjustments in your own mind and with your own body. Yeah, your skills reduce only for that ten seconds. Yeah, that's true. No, but what but what I'm saying is, say you ride that bike for a week, right? And then you jump back on your your uh, could you die? GSXR. Sure, absolutely. And then you're expecting that because you don't really know exactly what it's doing. 
Oh, right. doing something in the background. So, and, and, I, and I heard... Uh, That's just um, Guy Martin and some of the other guys from the ILTT, mm -hmm. because they grab a, a, a zero and mm -hmm. went around the Alec Man yeah. on the TT, and they were blown away because the, the, their response, the sounds, the reaction, the clutch, the motor vibration of when they do all the shifting and all that stuff... It just goes away. Mm -hmm. So you, your response, right. your your feeling oh, you mean of you the can motor, focus on not dying. Well, but it's, but it's totally different. The way you need to need a you the feel the for your throttle is not oh, yeah. there. Right. The motor the is not there. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's totally different of what what gear you're in and and how you're shifting and going through the through the course. So it's not the same. But what I liked about riding the the bike is that. I was telling Nick that the battery in the motor is such a low center of gravity, yeah. and obviously all, all the the the, uh, the computer control systems that it has for 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 traction and all of that, you never felt that the front tire lifts at all. It's nope. super stable. You, you barely I, feel the suspension on weight in the front when you when you juice it. It doesn't even feel yeah. like it's trying to come out. I went also on a straightaway, not that fast, but I just gunned it and got like forty five. Out of the blue, and and I never felt like the bike was gonna do something odd because I was just gunning it. But it felt did super any of us stable. Put it in sport mode. I did not. No. I didn't. No. <laughs> well, that was well. We got the, the old training in the beginning, and and that was the one thing just to be aware that sport mode just kind of it's in rampage mode, and it's, it's like ludicrous mode. And yeah, <laughs> and each of us only rode it for about. Five five to ten minutes. Well, no, the, we the thing really is that we, we're riding on the city. I mean, it's not like we're on a on a on a freeway and just going all in, having sport mode being a thing that we can actually take advantage of without fucking ourselves over. Well, you've ridden, ridden it in sport mode, right? Yeah. So I've ridden it um, when we did the. <laughs> no, he wants one of those. There you go. But we have more. I mean, we have all kinds. There's plenty yeah. of beers in there. Well, he teased me before. What was that other one? I thought we grabbed the... <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. The beer musical selections. beers. <laughs> beer snobs. There are beer snobs, and then there are not beer snobs. But, yeah, the... <laughs> so, riding it... My first time riding it at the demo, or at the launch, mm -hmm. the launch of the vehicle. California. So, my first time riding it, I spent a lot of time playing with the eco mode and the street mode and everything else, and then... So, riding it home to work the other day... I mostly wanted to find out if I put it in sport mode and I just crush it yeah. everywhere I can go, how much battery am oh, I going to use mm -hmm. to get from my house, from, from here to my house, if I take the long way home. And the long way home for me is that I leave here and I go into the metro parks behind the hospital, mm -hmm. and then I go up to the boat dock. <clears throat> North? Yep. North? North. I go up to the marina. So I go up to the marina. And sometimes, though, I will go up Hogs Back Road. Yep. And I'll run up Hogs Back Road because that's fun. And now and you can't go oh, north the, on it. But uh, or, they, they closed. Uh, they closed Riverside. Oh, okay. Well, I will then. I'll go up Hogs Back, and then I'll run up to Sloan Subway. Mm -hmm. So I'll take Sloan Subway off of Matthews, oh. and or off of Sloan rather. So I'll take Sloan Subway, which is a fun little twisty thing that gets you down into the area by the Clifton Club. And that's a fun twisty spot. And then I'll usually run down that and turn around and run back up it. 
because it's twisty. And then I'll, one twist of Lombard Street. Exactly. It is like one <laughs> is one chunk of Lombard Street. It's a U yeah. that goes under the railroad trestle. That's what it is. It goes it down is. around the railroad And it trestle. looks neat. Yeah. It's a fun-looking piece of road. And so I take that, and then I run back through the metro parks. And I'll usually run back through the metro parks again the other way. So by the time I get home, I'm usually in the neighborhood of like 32 miles. And... I thought it'd be fun to just take the zero and use the zero at maximum launch, maximum velocity, maximum everything without going to jail or trying to go to jail, which, of course, in the metro parks is crazy hard to do because 30-mile-an-hour speed limit. Mm. So you really do take your chances down there. But when I got it up on the freeway, if the traffic allowed, if, if there was a little bit of a hole, I blasted it up as fast as I could get it up to before I had to slow down again because of traffic. And so, like I said, the maximum speed I've seen on the bike thus far is 116. The speed <coughs> is reported to be governed at 124. 200 at, kilometers. At 116, that was, it was still rolling on, or were you coming <coughs> up against the wind, or what? No, no, 116, it was just, I was on the ass of the guy in front of me. Okay. Yeah. But you still had some in... Oh, no, there was plenty. Yeah. Okay. I'm absolutely certain this bike will accelerate to 124. And then stop. At and that, then stop at, a wall. at 124. Yeah, that's the worst part about those bikes. I know. <laughs> they accelerate hard, yeah. and then you right. hit the, like, 85, the which is the maximum on the FXS. So on the FXS, yeah. Going, yeah. going, 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 going. And when you hit that governor, <laughs> like, you're like, you're like... This is great. This is fantastic. What did I have a flat tire or what? Like what happened? So, so here's the question so on that. So yeah. you, so your typical bike, you have your 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 transmission. Yeah. Your throttle range is mm -hmm. depending on what your gear is in. Yeah. So for the zero, what's the range of twist? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Up to the point where you get to the well, the governor, and it's then the you're, first time ever. When you're thinking motorcycle, right. that you actually can think it's like a, a rear Like a pot, right? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's like a pot. Total, it's yeah. exactly right. It is like a pot. Because a throttle position will equate to a miles per hour. Right. It's completely going to be a of... digital relationship. Yeah. And so when you are above that miles per hour throttle position, mm -hmm. you are demanding things of the motor. And it's happening until it gets to that throttle position. Uh, so cruise control, which, by the way, this bike does have... I didn't tell anybody because we don't use it. But in the button that used to be the mode button, mm -hmm. the button that used to be mode is now cruise control. Hmm. So the bike will cruise control, I think, at anything above 25 or 30 miles per hour. Hmm. So... That's a very handy thing to have. Well, and that's very common on any of these new bikes that are ride-by-wire. You know, yeah. They don't have a direct throttle cable. Mm -hmm. um, so anything that's... Basically, electronically controller. You basically yeah. you have a switch for the throttle. Yep. And then that's easy exactly to put a cruise right. control on that. Yeah. And that's why I was wondering what the range of of your throttle is, because mm -hmm. if you think about it in positions of a pot, if you have right. like ten positions, sure. You govern at one twenty five. Right. If you had an ability to to stop it at eighty. Sure. Would you go from zero to eighty at yes. the tenth position? You would. And would it spread I have out and different? That, and okay. you can do that. So with all or the does zeros, does it stop in the middle of the throttle and everything nope. after that doesn't give a shit? That's true. But with no, it's all intensity zeros, too. It's intensity. That's right. So, so, so if it's below the 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 set speed on the the throttle, mm -hmm. if you go beyond the set speed, it gives you more intensity right. to get to that set yep. speed. Mm. Exactly. 
So it's really based. So, so let's just say if you were trying to achieve 60 miles per hour, yeah. right? You're trying to achieve 60 miles per hour and you put your hand at the position that you would associate with 60 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. You will accelerate to 60 miles per hour and you'll stay there. But not if, as fast as you could. If you mm-hmm. put your hand to the torque position of 100% of your ah. throttle grip, you will accelerate to 60 miles Faster. per hour very, Fast. very, very quickly. Because and then you will restore your hand to the 60 mile per hour. Because just like, a, just like a gas engine, it yeah. is torque control. It's not, exactly. it's not speed yeah. control. It's so, torque control. Gotcha, gotcha. Exactly and I think right. when I ended up back here, on, there was a new street. That's exactly what I'm saying, like that almost exponential acceleration. It is. Mm-hmm. You roll it on, and then when you really juice like it, it up. accelerates very intensively. Yeah. And then, but then when you roll off, it kind of just catches itself right at and whatever speed you're going. And there is a very strange mapping anomaly that I've detected with the other bikes, the SR, for instance. I've learned that if you are sitting at a red light and the light goes green and you just crush the throttle. You go from zero to maximum on the throttle. There's a moment or so of processing that says... Do we want to kill him right now? Exactly. And that's <laughs> what happens. we want to save him? So <laughs> you're going to get a faster zero to 60 run <laughs> if you do something that's a little bit illogical. And that is if when the light goes green, you give it a quarter throttle, mm. you get the wheels moving... And then you go 100% throttle. And what I've discovered is that I can go quick more quickly from zero to whatever speed if I give it like a staging almost. If I go, okay, quarter throttle, once the wheels get moving, then I crush it to 100% throttle. I can achieve that speed quicker. So is that to give the Hayabusa rider the thought that he's actually going to win this one? Well, and I think that that's what I made the mistake when I raced the guy on the H2R. So when I raced um, 650IB on on the H2, what had happened was I really wasn't experienced with the bike at that point enough to understand the agreement of it's a race. Well, I just did the dumb shit thing, and I was like, he said go, I took it wide open. I would have beat him more had I done a quarter (laughs) throttle... And then crushed it, I would have had a quicker experience getting to whatever speed we attained. Plus, he would have, his neck would have (laughs) twisted. (laughs) Which would have pulled him offline. He would have crashed, clearly. Also, like, on the FXS, it's similar. If you roll on, you just roll it on, Mm -hmm. it's kind of leisurely. I mean, it's leisurely at the beginning, then it comes on hard. Right. Yeah. If you come off, if you just... Gently roll on the throttle. Yep. It hits it, and then you roll on Like, once hard. you hit it, yeah. you roll on hard, and then it yep. it's better. It fucking goes. Yeah, it really it, does. Like at 30, too. Yeah. If you roll on hard at 30 or at any speed, above, as long as you're moving, right, you have, like, full torque. Yes. But if yeah. you just if you try to do it when you're mm-hmm. not moving, then you get, like, a, a certain percentage of You get torque. what they deem to be safe to not kill your dumbass. You know? Right, and that's not cha- that's not adjustable by right. the user. No, it is not adjustable by the user. That's going to be some. That's going to be built into the map or built into the ramp. Somebody's going to somebody's going to fix that though. Well, you mean break it? Break it <laughs> or fix it, depending on who Joe you are. Of course it. they are. Oh, always. There's no piece of technology. There's no piece of coding that somebody's not yes. going to dick with. You know, somebody's going to dick with any piece of coding there is. I personally uh, don't like the roll on. Yeah. I think it needs more roll on. Well, 
And this is I mean, that, not on this bike, on the old one. On the FXS, too. And mm. I, so my point to this machine that I just, that, you know, that we're riding around is, is it somehow more, is it somehow more valuable if the machine feels a little not trustworthy? As an experience? Yeah. Do you think, <clears throat> do you think if you mess with the gearing, you can get past that 120? Or do you think it's based on oh, yeah. what it's sensing? As I'm going to bet speed. you that those sensors oh, are feeding yeah. back as That's much information they're as they're... Yeah, because I think it's based on the synchronous speed of the motor. Well, and remember well, that... That's, that's possible. Too, the Bosch too, yeah. system that they're using is going to control your cornering ABS. So that's the thing now. ABS. Yeah. Hmm. That's so, what makes me think yeah. it's using the wheel, se- the of course wheel it speed is. sensor. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is mm. in charge of all the data that we would experience, well, of anything except for atmospheric, I think, because where there's no jetting involved. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about jetting. So fuck barometric pressure. <laughs> so, uh, does it have a temperature gauge now? It does have a temperature gauge. Nice. I'm very happy about that. I like the fact that no matter what you're doing, the onboard display shows you the battery temperature and the engine temperature. What about yeah. ambient temperature? It is on there. Yeah, I saw that. It's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 58 so, degrees. Ambient temperature, battery Was temperature, engine temperature, <laughs> um, obviously clock, uh, your your heated grips. Um, those were really you like nice. that? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love those. This is my first experience on an electric bike with heated grips, and it was amazing. I, I want to put yeah. heated grips on everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about that, and he's like, what's the only bike you own? What's the only bike you own with, with a battery? With the battery, the CT110. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm putting them on, baby. <laughs> I think it puts out like 12 watts. I know. And it's, six, it's a six-volt battery. but It'd be actually easier to run your exhaust through your handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Like, like, like a VM. A VM. That could be done. They had that on all BMW war bikes. In World what? War II, really? BMW, there was a, it, just like on the Volkswagen Beetles, there were like these funnels. Heat exchangers. Fun, but they were like funnels on the head. Yeah. And they were like these, um, it looked like metal conduit that came up. Like, so what you're saying is it's like one of those twisty, old-timey funnels. Yeah. So it's the old-timey oh, yeah, funnel yeah. Yep. that had the adjustable spout yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was twisty. And it came up to the hands. And it literally just wow. air heat rised off yep. the head. And, and it warmed your damned hands. Wait, did it come mm. off the head and go that? right through the pipes? The Germans? The Germans? You know where he was going? Well, the head, exhaust came right off the head. I don't remember where, where mm-hmm. it gathered the heat, but it was right That's insanely head, smart. Essentially. So did it smell out of the handlebars then? No, they call the handlebars. It calls when your heat exchanges are out of that. So it's amazing. The two things that kind of threw me off or made the experience a little bit different... One thing is your your natural reaction of going through the clutch yes. and mm-hmm. and the shifting. Yeah. That's yeah. the first thing you're like, wait, this should be... I said that in the camera. Right. Going down the road, I'm like, I'm feeling like I need to shift here, but <laughs> yeah. no need yeah, for that. <laughs> but the, the other thing, and I think the weirder thing of that is... I didn't experience that, though. But he rides a zero. Yeah. But, but right. that's the thing. The trigger for that is yeah, the man. noise of the motor, and you don't have it. So you yeah. kind of... It kind of throws you off because you're expecting a noise because there, of the speed you're going at. But there is some at. noise a, there. The whine from yeah. the but, belt. But not enough to let you know that you need to change a gear, which you don't have I to. Don't, but I was I was still, well, mainly it was my foot. I was, yeah. I was trying yeah, you to were like, find well, some lever, yeah. but yeah. it's not there. <laughs> so you ride, a, you so ride for a week and you don't even look for it. Really? Right. It just like, oh, the man, yeah. like when we had the manas, it was mm-hmm. like you ride it for a week and yeah. you don't even care. 
No. Hmm. And it is true. And you do become used to it pretty quickly. It takes a few minutes to do it. It takes like five or six times leaving a light to be like, oh. No clutch. There's no clutch. There's no shifting. I'm just going to just gonna go. I have grown. This bike makes a, a different sound than other Zeros I've owned. Mm-hmm. So there's something a little bit different about this one. I think it's the grooves in the belt. Yeah. They're very something. deeply. The, mm-hmm. the other ones are. Oh, square. it's a totally different belt. Yeah. They yeah. have holes in the belt. Yep. They're like hollow. Yep. Um, the uh, teeth are almost hollowed yep. out. Yeah. Yep. And they're rounded. Yep. Versus the other ones are yeah. square. They're square. Yeah. <clears throat> this belt, when I've noticed at low RPM, when I'm coming around a corner or something where I'm creating a high demand situation, you know, and I'm going, okay, well, I'm leaned over, I'm making a turn, I'm entering, you know, entering or exiting the freeway or whatever, but the belt, the the motor and the belt combination goes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. it's so funny because it's just like, it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> and it just, but what I realize is that noise is, what, just slowed down, oh, you know, okay. so like yeah. the, the other noise that you hear, yeah. which is the fun noise, yeah. the fun noise is that whole like, what? Yeah. 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 oh, that noise is great. I love that noise. See, to me, it's annoying. You, oh, you don't like the wine? The wine is. Yeah. yeah. But some of them wine yeah. and some of them don't. That's right. We've learned it's, that. It's Can weird. Like why, like, why do they do that? <laughs> well, I've heard, I mean, we've had a lot of people arguing about belt tension and things like that. And, mm. you know, there is different belt tension for the different thicknesses of the belts. So I would the, imagine it would give you a different note. The Gen right? 1 belts, yeah, the Gen 1 belts had a different amount of tension than the Gen 2 belts. And this is the Gen 3 belt. So they definitely give you a different tone. But I've also been on bikes that had a weird sort of George Jetson sound. Oh, yeah. We were kind of like, like that. <laughs> and I've had bikes that made that sound, and then I've had other bikes that were just pure, like, ozone-creating electricity. Mm-hmm. Just, what? You know, I think they all sound, every yeah. single one I've ridden oh, yeah. sounds, sounds totally different. Yeah, they do. They have a different personality could for you, a bike. Could and you imagine how good it would sound if... Maybe the motor was rotated 90 degrees and it had a bevel drive. If it only it had a bevel drive, oh my God. You know what this needs? Some gear noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make it perfect. Jeez. You know what? Or we could just put a fucking card in the spokes. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, LiveWire. <laughs> oh, so speaking of which, I heard that they were doing demo rides. What? Mm-hmm. People actually ride On the LiveWire. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Really? It's, on a, it's on a simulator. <laughs> no, like, 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 like the Max 8 and it actually comes on an iPad <laughs> oops no no sorry Boeing he's crash a, but he's actually <laughs> he's actually Too not soon. kidding so that's true what so yeah oh no in lieu of being able to give people like myself who signed up for demo rides on the live wire shareholder yeah. at Quail, I'm sorry, the motherfucking quail. So at the Quail Concourse d'Elegance and Motorcycle Festival um, in Carmel by the Sea, California, they had a live wire there and they were doing demo rides. The live wire? The live wire. And live wire or the live wire? I don't know. 
But uh, a number of people have reported that they did take a demo ride on a stationary bike. Oh. A stationary mm. bike. Well, that sounds that's, like... That's lame. Bolted to a goddamned dyno whoa, roller. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many cores did you have to put in? Right, exactly. Yeah. You put on VR goggles. <laughs> and like they let you... versus real sex. And they let you experience <laughs> something through VR goggles. That's as you then twisted a throttle that may or may not have been hooked to an actual motor, they probably had it in beginner mode too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when yeah. you when when you get on the stationary thing, does your wife go into Walmart and shop while you're out there? While you're out there, she comes front. out. And she gives you give, another quarter. Gives you a cone. Cone. <laughs> <laughs> a nice cream cone. Say, All right, come on. Yeah. We're going home. That wow. is fucking embarrassing. What was the reaction? Were there any comments or anything? Of just the fucking knucklehead from ADV Rider goes out and writes a, a shining review of the entire experience, which tells me that the it's idea of out. independent journalism is dead in this oh. world. Because if I'm going to go <laughs> ride it, if I'm going to go do a demo, <laughs> yeah. well, come on, if I'm going to go do a demo ride on the motorcycle, and you're going to call it a demo ride, and you put me on what can best be described as the hamster wheel. With the goddamn VR goggles on, it would be ride. so That's much cooler if it was a hamster wheel. Also true. It would be. <laughs> it would be the vertical wall of right. death. Right. <laughs> uh, demo ride. Where you're stationary, but the wall of death is in extreme danger. The, the At any moment, turns. it could die. <laughs> the bike stays. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. Like the is it would be the vertical wall of death, where the, the wall of death would be in front of you, like a sphere of death yeah, on sphere rollers. Of death. Exactly. Yeah. As long as it has of death in it. <laughs> but right now, it's the dino of death. So at the dino of death, was there a like long line of guys in like black leather jackets and chaps and like bandanas on their head? Well, they weren't, but they did sell them some on the way in. Okay. <laughs> and a special t-shirt that said, HD Quail 2019. I rode the live wire. Beta tester. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it, it said it in Boot Hill Saloon Alpha font. tester. Yeah. Yeah. I rode mine. I rode mine, exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is it you no know, shit. It's such a trailer queen, even the demo's on the trailer. <laughs> but oh. but it wasn't taking the bitch off. Just right. fucking climb up on the trailer. Yes. But it wasn't a dino. If you can read this, the bitch went shopping. It wasn't a dino, though, right? I mean, it was just like faking out with a hat. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the wheel turn. Maybe the dino wheel. If if that would have been the case, I would give him props. At least have someone have have some sort of feel. I have it on good authority. Damn it! From somebody I will not name, Emma. That um, (laughs) that there is some amount of belief that. The motorcycle wasn't turning the dyno wheel. That's the dyno wheel was rotating the motorcycle's oh, wheel. Oh, man. That's awesome. Because... So you got the little <laughs> vibration thingy? Now, hold on. Oh, God damn it. That sounds implausible until I tell you the following statement. If you were relying on the batteries in the motorcycle, mm-hmm. only about 60 people would get to ride it before the batteries would need to be recharged. Okay. True. If you have a very long lead or extension cord going into the platform that contains the 10-horsepower electric motor with the roller on it, then you could let everybody ride it and never have to worry about a depleted battery or something other than a very high state of charge on the display, making the vehicle look awesome because everybody who sits on it looks down and goes, 95% of charge. The reason that looks cool is because when I was a little kid, my brother and sister got these little plastic toy cars you could pedal with your feet, and the speedometer oh. in them said 55. 
The fucking sticker? It was a sticker. And the fuel gauge said like seven eighths. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so like maybe so I try as I might, I can never get that thing over fifty five. <laughs> Downhill. <laughs> Tucked. Put a motor on it. <laughs> we put a we put a we put a rope on it one time and pulled it down my seventy five cutlass. They were definitely going fifty five then. And they left the ground. Oh, yeah, I was going to say upside down, right side up, <laughs> easy 70, 75 miles an hour. Yeah, that's it. There wasn't a lot left of them, but. The good buttons. thing you knew how to tie a bowling. Because <laughs> it did not release. The, uh, that's pretty weak. But it is weak sauce. Yeah. And it's, but it's worse weak sauce when I read people who re- are reviewing yeah. that experience. That's, 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 yeah, and that's I, like, that is the thing. It's like putting on a pair of goggles. Sitting on a Sibian and grabbing a set of handlebars, I could then tell you you're riding any motorcycle in the world. Honestly, that'd be cooler. It would be cooler. Than sitting on a roller. Then I've because I've always kind of kind of secretly wondered what a Sibian felt like. So there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I watch. All, I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos yeah. and like testing. Because you're an American. Yeah. That's your right. Yeah. No, but you look at like motorcycle.com. Like, yeah. I mean, whatever the the big box, you know, the magazine yeah. guys that review Revzilla. It's like they never want to say anything bad no. about anything. No, it's and like reading Cycle World magazine because they won't get like paid. That. Exactly. I'm gonna give a shout out to this guy named Mister Fish. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a ton of. of Videos, but mm-hmm. it appears that he likes every motorcycle that I like. <laughs> <laughs> but he reviews them all, and he rides for twenty minutes, and he's just like, he, I mean, but he gives an honest review yeah. of like, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. You right. know, it's like eh, maybe I wouldn't buy this bike. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard anybody from one of those magazines say, well, maybe I wouldn't buy this bike because it kind of sucks? They never do. Well, and that's an interesting right. thing too. There's there used to be a thing. I'm sorry, back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harken back to the good old days of print. There used to be a thing about they said that you'd never read a bad book review because if the book was bad, the people wouldn't bother finishing it and wouldn't write a review about it. So oh. that was a thing hmm. in print years ago. It's just like wow. if there's no review of the book, the book's probably not a great nowadays. Book to begin I with. think they would read the first page and then give it a bad review anyways so 50 pages they'd, again they'd like the yelp pages. review our shop got recently mm-hmm. sunrise park no kids <laughs> what's the point <laughs> two stars yeah. two stars That's no kids what's the point <laughs> you know what but you I'm, couldn't get on an fbi watch list faster <laughs> than a two-star awesome. review of sunrise park no kids What's the point? But you know what? Props to the guy. At least he's legit. I I prefer that. <laughs> you prefer I mean, the not, straight not, up not, not, No, 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 not the not the itself. But I prefer someone that's straight up and yeah. saying this sucks because of this, even right. though it's fucked yeah. up. Right. Then the guys that like I said on the mm-hmm. on the previous podcast yeah. saying this place is amazing. Three stars. <laughs> that's even worse. That's bullshit. Well, I don't give five to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Fuck right. you guys. <laughs> So, I can always find something to bitch about. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I can find well, the problem I, for any I, solution. I don't ever get the five-star thing. Because when you're reviewing things, 
Three would be you're doing your job. He's exactly. The guy then. He is the guy. No, he's no, the guy. no I'm not. It was not exactly what I expected. I'm not three stars. I don't leave any reviews. I, I don't do that shit. No, but what I'm However, saying is, like, if you did, no, but, but when did. you're reviewing people, right. like, like I have to review, I have to do these things for my guys at work. I have to give them reviews. Oh like, fuck! Oh no! Oh no! No, Nobody's so, getting a raise. So you have three is an three is like you're doing your job, S- performing. Is Four C? is oh, you're yeah, doing yeah, above yeah. your job, and B? five is like you're Exceed way expectations. beyond. Yeah. You're like way beyond your job category. Yeah, they do yeah. that for teachers too. Yeah, but yeah. the way I look at it is, who expects? <laughs> I mean, if you're getting a three, you're doing you're doing fine. So why? I yeah, mean, see students. Why strive for a four? Why well, I'm not strive saying for that. For that don't part strive for the Don't be an overachiever. <laughs> don't be falling behind. Yeah. No, don't draw attention to yourself. He understands what I, I think you understand. That's George Costanza right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're performing your job, you're not doing anything wrong. I mean, you're, you're taking care of everything you're supposed to take care of. Mm-hmm. You get a three, and I, that's not an insult. Would you no. buy a bike that has three out of five stars review? If it's doing what it's supposed to do, right? And that's no, the no, idea. No, but the thing is, but, but the thing is, our society. Steve just bought a car that has a three-star safety rating. Would you? Right. No, but, well, but that's but I'll that's that. skewed. I know that's yeah, saying that, that no, yeah. that, that's saying that oh, you're safe here at five stars. You're not safe at three stars. But, but the internet, the internet is skewed. I can assure you that if I have anything less than four stars, right. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 No, I, and I get that. I, get, I yeah. mean, I get that for reviews. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, really, you go to, look at how many restaurants do you go to. Believe me, that guy's two-star <clears throat> review. Screwed you. Took my 176 five-star reviews and really pulled it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really, really you pulled know, it down. I mean, I, I totally yeah. understand yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, you go to, how many restaurants do you go to? I mean, really, if you go to, like say you afford. go to 100, no, I'm just saying, say you go to 100 restaurants. Right. I mean, really, how many are, like, out, like exactly. absolutely right. no, outstanding? But that's, but that's a different standard of, of, of the food industry. It's oh, totally yeah. different of, of the how many stars you have for, mm-hmm. for a high-end restaurant. That mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I get that. If yeah. that was the way that everybody sees every other sort of evaluation. And if that's the truth, then can there be a five-star Waffle House? Mm. <laughs> nope. I think there can be. I think there can be too. I think I've been there. It better come with that. I think you fell asleep there. I don't remember it, but I think it was pretty fucking good. This is the best chicken and waffles I've ever had. Okay, is that it? I love you, man. Actually, when you said that, I was playing back. I was like, did I ever go to a waffle house? Did I fall asleep there? Can we go now? Yeah, I do. Why isn't everything standardized across the board, though? Well, that's the whole problem. And that is because in our culture, we've given the power of review to people who haven't been vetted. Right. I just had a pot of stellar idea. And voting, too. (laughs) One of these nights when we finish the podcast, we all get on the the bikes. We ride to the Waffle House down in Mount Medina. Oh, yeah. It's the nearest one. That is the closest one. On a hot summer night. Yeah, Medina is pretty somebody. close, but then there's That's also That's on my one way at, back home. So. Oh, that is on your oh, way back home. I was yeah. going to say there's yeah, one, one on Vine Street in East Lake. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Ooh, there's a major donuts, not on my way back home. Dandy Donuts. <laughs> Dandy Donuts. Um, we are about to... This is the exchange rate, by the way. If anybody wants to know how Cleveland works, like? the exchange rate for Western Cleveland is we will tear down a functional Bob Evans 
to build a cane, Raisin Cane's chicken. So we'll tear down a building that gives you 45 distinct different menu choices to build a building that gives you one. Chicken fingers. I mean, Bob Evans was purpose-built about or chicken fingers. four but, years ago. But yeah. was the Bob, the Bob Evans had to be losing money. Yeah, it, it had to Cause, be. Because they're not, they're not going to sell out and give up their property. They tore it down to the ground. Wait, wow. it was the a one new building. In, the one on... Yes. Lakewood? Yes. It's yes. gone. It's leveled. Gone. Raised. It's a brand new building. And do you know what I'm going to tell you about the difference between that Bob Evans, where they literally tore down a brand new building, and they're building at Cane's? I have spent zero dollars in Bob Evans, and I will spend hundreds of dollars at Cane's, (laughs) because I love that shit. So that's why. Raisin Cane's is crazy good. Yeah. And that's what's going in? That's that's the only reason. Look, the chicken is a transportation system for the... Cane sauce, sauce. <laughs> the, the the awesome sauce, but well, they got rid of the White Castle, so I'm pissed. Well, again, that's true, and that is I'm with an, you on that, and that is a license to print <laughs> money. Yeah, yeah. Look at 3 a.m. Taco Bell is not the same as White Castle. White Castle chicken rings. What part yeah, of the chicken does the ring come from? <laughs> the butt, maybe. No, they made, it, they made it. They sell you a chicken ring. It was this big. Oh it looked exactly God. like a donut, wow. sliced. And it was a circle, like an apple fritter. circle. Yeah. An apple fritter. Oh, White Castle's oh, okay. the best. It's this big. It's the size. I'm putting my hands up in the size of like a five-inch, four-inch <laughs> circle. And it's a four-inch circle with an actual like dick-sized hole in the middle of it. <laughs> White fellas. Okay. Uh, but that was a chicken ring. And you could buy a chicken rings. Wow. Do chickens have layers? Like an onion, apparently. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you lost so, man, you lost I, I went to Thurman's in Columbus, yes. and they have the best burger. I mean, you know, they have, Again, these, yeah. they have a Thermanator. It's yeah, like yeah. a it's one about and a half foot pound tall. burger, yeah. Yeah. realistically. Yeah. So I ate the entire Thurman burger or the Thermanator, mm-hmm. but I needed White Castle. So right, right. Oh, so, oh, man. Oh, I ate the Thurminator. I drove out of there, and there's a White Castle right there. I drove. <laughs> the guys on the roof, I'm like, we have to stop at White Castle <laughs> oh and get God. a crave case because I really. It's a long drive home. Yeah. Now, folks, that's really all you need to know about Hoffert. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was a long time ago, right? He eats the I bet no, you can't burger and then stops oh, next door for a crave case. Wasn't yeah. he weighing himself like every week for like a month? Well, he yeah, stopped but I'm having done carbs. Now. Oh, I'm right. done. I'm back to eating White Castle. Right, exactly. Mission accomplished. If you can find it. Yeah. Right. If I totally can find mission accomplished. Look at those frozen ones at the grocery store. <laughs> those are not the same. Oh, they suck. Yeah. They suck. They need that is hot. not a White Castle. You got to have the steam cooked, the steam grilled White Castle with the holes in the middle. It's a piece of meat with like five holes in it. And you're uh, like, because they couldn't onions. make it worse. I don't know if they I took meat a, away from the equation. Yeah, I, would say, I don't know if I would call it a piece of meat even. It's, a, it's like some gray smear. And in then there. they soak <laughs> all the grease up with the bun. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so six or seven years ago, yeah. at, the, at the Progressive Motorcycle Show, mm-hmm. I stopped over there and brought in a case, a case of 50 Two suitcases. And, and just kind of walked in, and, and everybody Oh, yeah. Oh, oh what have we got? Oh, what have we got? Yeah. What have we got? Yeah, that has oh, got it's... a flavor more distinctive than Dracar Noir. Yeah. That <laughs> flavor has, that smell, you, seriously, if you took people that hadn't been on Earth for 40 years, and then you said, steaming hot Crave Case, people would be like, there's White Castle up in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. And if there were eight people, six of them would be murdered. <laughs> 
<laughs> because the, other. the two strongest <laughs> yeah. one would share the crave case and they would kill the other six people. Because survival it turns of the fattest. And the correct size portion of White Castle is whatever fits through your car window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Really? However much money you got. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to place an order. Stop me when I get to $24. And, and, and wait, 93 cents. Yeah, exactly. Can we uh, can we fill the rest up with uh, spikes? Can I get fries for the rest? Just fill the rest of the order with spikes. That's cool. I got that. And yeah. their glasses are like this. <laughs> the drink like, size yeah. is literally a They're bucket. They're like igloo coolers. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's White Castle. And I yeah. want to thank, I, once again, I want to thank our listener who brought me White Castle and yes. the Progressive Motorcycle yep. Show, yeah. you are my hero still. Still to this day. Yeah. Thank you, listener. Thank you. To like, our I wish I could I'm horrible with names, and I'm very sorry. Well, that's. Uh, but I can picture your face. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and, the, and the bag of White Castle you brought me. <laughs> and I like that like some of them were jalapeno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah the jalapeno. Oh, that was so good. Because that's how you make White Castles yeah. all of a sudden cool. You put jalapenos on them. People will ignore. Yeah. People will ignore that excuse for meat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the way it works. What happened with the widow's bike? Oh, last we week you kind of touched on it and then you kind of. Do we have off. a widow's Goldwing oh, yeah, update? Yeah, yeah, the gold widow Goldwing one. Oh, one or two. Oh, I didn't one. call her back yet. Oh. Well, but but she called you. Huh? Oh, and she she so so number one last time. When we left this yes, scheduling we left program, Cleveland Motor Podcast, she uh, she and Steve <laughs> agreed that uh, they couldn't come to an agreement on okay an, an appropriate price. Uh, she was at ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and uh, Steve was at uh, twenty nine ninety five or something like that. Ten dollars, yeah. So 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 she. I you know, think waited for hundred. <laughs> yeah. So so she waited for people to answer her. Ad hmm. at the end of her driveway, you know, motorcycle oh. for sale, and then literally, did she have a sign at the end of her driveway? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, so she called Steve. Take it from there, Steve. So, well, she actually texted me, and I, ah, I wish that's I could not as much fun. Faster. Never mind. You know, it wasn't as fun, <laughs> but uh, she texted me and said, "What is the maximum you are willing to offer me for message my- sent on my jitterbug?" <laughs> she's a nice lady, but I mean, she said, uh, "Hi, Steve. May I ask what is the highest offer you can make on the motorcycle? We did put a new battery on it. Just <laughs> so that was seventy nine ninety five. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, you probably didn't change the oil, so you're mixing all that water. I mean, none of this matters because. Well, but that means that they tried to turn it over again. Though. Oh, you're right. That's why they put the battery in to battery. try to see if they can kick it out, kick yeah. it over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so that's... I said, I, and so I just texted her back. I can't really offer you anything right now because I just bought two motorcycles. And <laughs> and love you. And, and regarding face. the foster yeah. child, face thumbs up. Regarding the foster child you were interested in, we've made sure to hook him on heroin for you. <laughs> yeah. How could we make this worse? Well, we went and bought a battery to prove it was properly fucked. Yeah. See, and I wish yeah. they, I, I wish people would not just if you if you don't know what you're doing, just don't touch it. That's a, that's a, that's a very a good. That's tactic. actually a very good lesson for life in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yep, yep. If you've ever said, "What does this red handle do?" Yep. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. Because now you it's have an inflatable trap. raft in your car. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Turns out they're bigger than the car. So I, uh, I don't want to be mean. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I get it. But, but the that's thing an is, unqualified the thing is, seller. The thing is, she was taking bad advice yeah. from yeah. somebody who supposedly had another Goldwing that probably never performed one well, iota of maintenance on it. Right. Right. And so now you have this bike that's covered in, in mold. mold. Yeah. yeah. And you just wonder, like, what else is wrong with it? Did you think about doing a tag team deal where, like, you call a known agent, mm. you contact a known agent, and the known agent goes over there and looks at it and goes, ma'am, I'm sorry, I'm not getting closer than three feet to that black mold farm you've got growing on there. So, you can't sell this bike. My advice to you. My advice to you is to to burn the garage down where it sits. (laughs) Because that's not a motorcycle. That is spores, molds, and fungus. And I'm not getting anywhere near it. So, thanks for... Thanks for wasting my time. But you should pay somebody to get that out of your garage as soon as possible. Because... You clearly have a vermin problem, you know. Well, I just think people don't understand, yeah. and they're more attached to it than they. Well, they that's the thing: is sentimental value. Of course, she doesn't understand Sentimental value is the number one first yeah. column in Kelly Blue Book. Well, I don't even think she's probably sentimental about it. It's right. probably more just she doesn't know aware, what it's yeah. worth. Or so she's how about this? To, she remembers when her husband brought it home. Oh. And, spent and how much she money? saw the check yes. in the checkbook and went, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Spend I haven't had a new goddamn necklace in 21 years and you spent $16,000. It was actually worse than that. Really? She had a note on it at the... Uh, what do you when he mean? passed away? Yeah, yeah, oh, at, the, at the credit union. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. so she still owed money. On she had to close oh. out a payment on a bike after. Oh, that's wow. painful. Yeah. Come yeah. So, and she didn't have much money, and she no. had kids. No. And so this was an asset she was trying to liquidate. She, yeah. So, right. I mean, oh, I it was it. almost the perfect storm. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. she's got something sitting there, and everybody's, oh, well, you know, it's worth whatever. Yeah. So she thinks it's worth whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not knowing, and she Having shrugs no her shoulders. Yeah. And I, made... feel, I feel for her, too. Oh, I, I mean, get I it. Mean, I, I get it, but the thing is, it's not worth but you're, you're, you're right. But I if, was trying if, to be reasonable. But if Steve were a gentleman, he yeah. would have offered to change the oil and do the brakes, and get mount some tires on there. Right. She lives next to your carbs. sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it running and get it sellable for her. Yeah. For free. Not, look, give him a six-pack. <laughs> oh, Jeff wait. Galvin always did that. <laughs> hey, speaking of... <laughs> I got him laughing on that one. Speaking of, we sold uh, the Disco Queen of Montana. Oh, we sold Asbury, Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. Really? You'll notice Miami Vice yeah, is not in the room. Here. I'm looking for it. I am Which so excited, too. The, the purple, purple and green? Tell us, tell us about it, please. Well, <laughs> wow. I listed it up on Facebook Marketplace. I listed it up on Craigslist, and I put it on our website. I took tons of ravishing photos of the bike in all of its teal Technicolor. And someone dropped the hero, dropped the zero, and 
Can Come you give us a description of the buyer? Just uh, oh shit! What sort of outfit was he wearing? I have she? two words: vanilla okay. ice uh, jacket. I have two words. Okay. It will tell you everything you need to know. Oh my god! Top knot. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Top knot. Don't know what that means. AKA man bun. Man du- bun. Douche nozzle. Oh. AKA nozzle. Young fella. Oh god. With. This sort of like, I could look like Thor, but today I'm off duty, so my hair is in a little ball on top of my head. Um, you know, it just. How do you young, wear a helmet with that? You'd have to have a hole on top of the helmet. <laughs> you don't. Exactly. Right. A sunroof in your helmet. But the uh, we had it parked outside in the like by me position. Mm. You know, everybody can drive by the street and see. And we have a weird phenomenon that happens in front of our shop. Sometimes. Depends on what's parked outside. We'll get drive-by customers oh. who, who think that Lorraine Road, Lorraine Avenue, is a drive through for a motorcycle shop. And they'll usually, you know, it's everywhere between, get a real bike, fag! And, um, you know, nice moped, faggot! And, or... Um, a recurring theme there. Right? Or, yo man, yo man, how much is that Gixa? <laughs> or... Hey, man, what you got to have on that? And by then they had to drive past because the person driving the car is like, fuck you, we're going. Yeah. You know? But there is occasionally the person who stops in four lanes of traffic on U.S. Route 20 mm. and will stop, stop dead just to have like a 73-minute conversation <laughs> about a customer's bike that's parked out in front of my shop for service. Because they don't want to be bothered to pull into my driveway <laughs> or in any, any of the either adjacent side streets or fucking Dunkin' Donuts, for Christ's sake, and come in and talk to me like a human being. They'd rather Yelling. experience the holla back girl method <laughs> of being a customer. And it, yeah, it usually is pretty annoying because they'll be, oh, thanks, Steve. They'll usually be like 26 cars lined up behind this person. And they'll be like yelling, Yo, man, how much for the katana? <laughs> there are no katanas out here, sir. Yo, man, that katana right there. That's not a katana, That's sir. That's a buddy scooter. That's an interceptor. <laughs> well, how much you got? That's an interceptor. Let me change the stickers for you, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> katana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, you go. I mm-hmm. start fucking with it. How much money you got in your pocket? Come on. Come on, let's see what you got. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, my favorite ruse is that I'm deaf. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Make it scream louder? Oh, no. I will look up and I'll go, Aye! And I'll point at my ears. Aye! And I'll point at my ears. I'll be like, Aye! And I'll point at my ear and they will yell louder and louder and louder and louder. And my goal is to get them to get out of the car. So if I can get them, especially the passenger, to get out of the car and walk up to me yelling louder at a person who's identified themselves as being deaf, oh my God. it's somehow nirvana to me. <laughs> it's like retail nirvana. And it's just like, I just did that to you. And then when they get up real close and they're yelling as loud as they can at my face, Why are you who yelling? I've identified myself as deaf, That's what I thought you said. right? I would always say... I'm sorry, I don't know what the prices are on these. These are usually customers' bikes in for service. But if you want to go inside and ask, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and which point they're like, fuck! And they know they got played, and all they can do is leave. 
And meanwhile, their buddy's sitting on the curb in the car that's idling with 47 people behind him. It's overheating. Well, <laughs> around it was here. Tempor- was yeah. a temporary tag on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Running on three and a half cylinders. But the... But yeah, it is a it is a thing that we, <laughs> it is a thing that we have going on around here quite a bit. So the uh, but it's been like recently because of the summer, the summertime and the sunshine and all yeah. that good stuff. It's heat stroke. It's really been amazing. The rock has definitely the sun has come out, warmed up the rock, <laughs> yeah. and all of the creatures have crawled out from under the rock. And we have had a nonstop parade of just wild people come into the shop lately and I stopped the other day I waited for a a moment like are we alone now moment you know one of those one of those where you're like are we alone now and you go it's been 19 years have we ever had a customer who walked onto our property that bought anything (laughs) you know like it's gotten to the point now where we can almost say that if you're in my shop and I don't look out in my parking lot and see your car or motorcycle, that I could almost at that moment disqualify mm-hmm. you as a customer. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, the odds are like 10,000 to 1 against that you are going to buy a fucking tire pressure gauge for $3. Like... It's gotten to the point where you can't blame me for having a Pavlovian response or Pavlovian response to a person that walks in without the sound of a car entering my parking lot preceding them or a motorcycle entering my parking lot. That's the way it is, I think, in every retail establishment. Yet people talk about the value of foot traffic. Fuck no! Jesus Christ! I was buying beer and the big, huge dude behind the counter with a beard saw these kids walk in they're like, don't touch my water. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, so he's straight up preemptively. Oh, yeah. He just, like, he, he knew. preemptively. Right. He knew those kids weren't going to give him a two-star Did you drop the beer and run out, too? Yeah. It was <laughs> and I'm super sweet to a, a dude, apparently, a pedophile. I'm super sweet to a guy who gives me a two-star. You know? <laughs> Well, you should have some kids here. Yeah. <laughs> a little playground. You want a five-star? Bring in some kids. Apparently for him, yeah, that's it. Uh, I was thinking about responding to his review of my shop with the uh, cut and paste, like a screen capture, of his one? review of the Sunrise Park yeah. with two stars. So I just re- respond to his. No words at all. Just, that's his review. Fuck Did he re- review Nambla? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Man, North man, American Man, man, man Boy, boy Love boy Association. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Church of Satan. <laughs> at least the church at least these places aren't fucking lying to you. Right. Right? Howard Stern used to play Ramblin' Man, but they changed it. Namblin' Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was man. That was a really good South Park episode as well about this Namblin'. No, I believe in I believe in direct advertising, not yeah. lying to me, being straight about everything. And, you know, just straight up calling it what it is. Don't say Asian massage if you're not actually going to get a massage from an Asian. It should just oh, yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, see, sometimes you just want a that's massage. That's misrepresentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, false, false advertising. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Depending on where you are, it could be Mister Representation too, <laughs> or recently Mister Representation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't do it. Oh man. Uh, so I've got. A, go ahead. So recently, I was reading the paper that. Um, uh, Marriott hotels are feeling the pinch oh. of Airbnb. 
Which, mm, come on. Makes sense. A little bit, yeah. yeah. As, I, I know, at my last couple of trips, I've, I've used Airbnbs, mm-hmm. but I have not used traditional hotels. And, mm-hmm. and Airbnb is trying to move into the world of having traditional hotel rooms. Yep. So in, and I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I thought it was in, in New York, they bought 10 floors of an office building to convert them into uh. <clears throat> rooms. So there's, in that, in the, the hospitality industry, uh, I guess that's what it's called, or maybe yeah, yeah. whatever it is. But, uh, but doesn't that defeat the purpose of Airbnb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but Airbnb is going at a certain class of customers that yeah. wants to stay in an established place. Maybe somebody who wouldn't normally get an Airbnb. Correct. So, yeah, but that's like staying at a hotel. Right. Well, <laughs> exactly. If exactly. They, if they buy but ten floors of a hotel, right? They're a hotel. So, but the point is that they felt that we've got enough customer loyalty. Our Airbnb people that want to stay in a hotel will stay in one of our Airbnb hotels as opposed to let's oh, say a okay. Marriott. Which so that that had me thinking. Um, since we've got extra rooms in our house, with all the kids being now, gone, the kids are all moved out. Yeah, yeah. I thought. What would be the best option for a an Airbnb for a motorcyclist? Mm-hmm. There's such a thing. What would be the add-ons? What would be the things you'd offer? Airbnb garage. So let's yeah. let's I mean, let's yeah, let's, let's, let's hear some ideas. There's actually yeah. an organization that does that already. It's called Bike B and B or something. All right, Did we're not going to listen to Pete yet. Okay. <laughs> so, so my, there's a thing for bicyclists too that they can do that. They can stay at people's houses mm-hmm. as they go across the country, like if they want to ride their bicycle across the country. Really? And they can stay at different people's well, houses. Yeah. Like so, couch surfing? Yeah. So my brother-in-law oh. is a big biker, and he yeah. rode from Chicago to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And so he That's set it? up all these bicycles. Well, no, no, he, he rides. What do you do to, in the afternoon? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, he's a bicycle. Bicycle, not I motorcycle. Know, but I'm saying, he, he rides to California, he rides everywhere. He well, rides everywhere on right. his bicycle. Right. So he sets up all these rooms, and he gets to this guy's house. The guy comes to his house, comes to the door naked. And so See, my, that's no, the thing. No, I, my, but this is the funniest part. My brother-in-law is like, you know, he's like, my he's just like, oh, okay. You know, I guess this is okay. And he's like, the guy's like, you want to join me for dinner? And my brother-in-law is like, "Okay, I'll join you for dinner." <laughs> so my brother-in-law is like, "So I didn't know what to do, so I just sat there. I just got naked and I just what? sat no. there and ate no. dinner with them naked." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's really Steve weird, needs bro." <laughs> what the shit? Wow. No, I'm serious. When he told me the story, and, and believe me, Steve, it was the truth because he was so smoked stop that it. day. He, Look, he burned like I don't know how many bowls. I appreciate he's, that that person is a naturalist or a naturist. No, but he's not. Uh, he's, not he's a conservative. He's like the he like votes a Republican, and you know he's a he's an ultra conservative. Yeah, but he's like he gets into this house, and after dinner, and, when the guy came in with a dick in his mouth, yeah. he thought, "Well, no, hey." But he, no, but he said the guy wasn't like he wasn't the guy wasn't like making any like advances over sexual him. activity. Or right? No, he just was, lewd, he was a nudist, gestures? and he said the guy's out in his backyard mowing his lawn naked oh, and God. all this other. Oh, shit. But his real <laughs> fetish is inviting in long distance bicycle travelers. <laughs> <laughs> That's where shit gets weird. Did, did he ask it's to, the to, smell to... of sweat stained chamois. Oh, yeah, it's the smell of lycra. 
No, but he said there was nothing. It was like he, you would think it was like really weird. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it wasn't yeah. me. It would be very weird. You've already and crossed would, weird, and yeah. I would be like, yeah. I'm just gonna get a your weight. That's weird. Oh yeah. But my brother-in-law's, uh, I mean, you have to understand, he's like a real, like, laid back. Like, he's so laid back. He's more laid back than anybody I've ever met in my life. And he's just like, he just takes it in stride. I would just keep pedaling. Wait, 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 wait. Did your brother-in-law take off his clothes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They he, were said, said, he said he were. Did we he ask him naked. to take off his clothes? Or no, was it just the no, when in Rome? That, it was, it was a like, when in Rome scenario. He feels right. Yeah, it was right. a when in Rome. Right. He looked around. There was nowhere to hang his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Then he asked him, can you put the lotion on the skin? Right. <laughs> it takes the lotion from the basket. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, but when he told me the story, it kind of like freaked me out. But yeah. I was yeah. thinking about it, and it was like, well, you're that's normal. him, that's I mean, it's like, I can understand that somebody like, like he would he would do yeah. that. Now you've conformed with the regional dress code. Right. Does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> or it's, no, like, it's, it's the old joke. Come on over. There's going to be fighting, fucking, and dancing. Right. It's like, what should I wear? It doesn't matter. It's just going to be you and me. Okay. So now back to the idea Sorry. about actually. I don't know what, yeah. Where did well, the hell that go? So well, <laughs> the reason I think this is really good is because we have companies like Twisted Road and stuff like that that are doing motorcycle sharing, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. It's not really rental. It's more of like, I have a motorcycle, you want a motorcycle, you're going to be in my town. The idea of listing your stuff on Airbnb with a motorcycle bent to being like, okay, well, in my garage, I've got a lift. Or I could do your tire, I could change your rear tire. How about this? The first time I stayed at the crossroads of time on the Dragon down in Tennessee, North Carolina, you know, Highway 129, <clears throat> the first time I stayed there, it was just kind of a shitty motel. It was just a shitty motel, and it was the place where you could stay if you were down there enjoying Highway 129 in the area around it. And the gas station didn't work, and, you know, it was kind of a bad scene, but you went there because you were going to the Dragon. And then new management took the place over, and then... They had a bay where you could wash your motorcycles. And then they would they had bunk beds in the rooms. So these are normal hotel rooms, like the old school strip motel. But now instead of just a twin bed or something, there's bunk beds in there and big heavy-duty uh, hooks off the walls to hang your riding gear. And washers and dryers there. So if you get rained on, you're covered. And there were they, they advanced it up to the point where they put an awning on the front of the hotel... So you could pull your motorcycles up in the front Ooh. and your motorcycles would be out of the rain. It just kept getting better. better yeah. It became more and more motorcycle. And then at the hillside adjacent to the uh, Crossroads of Time, Tail of the Dragon, they had a motorcycle shop where you could get tires put on your bike. Like right fucking there on site. And they had a mechanic that worked there who could work on motorcycles. And people would go there to get their bike serviced, not just because they broke it on the Dragon. So... Yeah, I mean that ended up being I've I've been there many many times, but certainly more since we realized that they are a motorcycle centric hotel, a motel, and there's uh, bunkhouses and hostels and stuff that are motorcycle centric by the Dragon as well. Now any place that you could have a destination that you have to go, yeah, if a guy's gonna say that his 
He's got a room in his house. And I got a garage. And you got a garage. So, and the door comes down yep. and, and it's locked and mm-hmm. I've got battery chargers and yeah. I got a full set of tools. Hell yeah. And I got air and I got I got a you know, motorcycle repair shop within yeah. a quarter of a mile or a mile exactly. or something like that. And I know the people, and they'll get you in. Hell yeah. <clears throat> this will make them waffles in the morning. Waffles? I'll make you waffles, but they'll be naked. I want to make you waffles or waffles. You can have your choice of an awful or a waffle. Here are your What's waffles. the difference? <laughs> I have <laughs> pants. But, but yeah. you know, so, so there's... donuts. So, yeah, 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 coffee and donuts. Here's your donuts. Here's your donuts. Here's your half a dozen donuts. You want a breadstick? No. No, not at all. Um... But there's cross country d- Hell yes, riders. There's you, charcuterie you know, that, there. Actually, where I live, I see people. And I'm sure you yeah. too. People going down Lake Road all the time that you mm-hmm. can tell are traveling because yep. we're on the South Shore of Lake yep. Erie here. And if you're going anywhere between, say, New York and Chicago, that's you, right. You almost always pass through here, and the Lake Road is a very nice road to drive. Mm-hmm. It's, it uh, is, and that's a really good thing to think about because if I were, which I recently have done, so when I, we traveled through Hawaii, every place we stayed at was an Airbnb. I, I got every single one of them via Airbnb. I can assure you that if any one of those places said either, you know, we're motorcycle friendly, we motorcycle lifestyle, whatever, um, that would have been a big draw for me. And especially when I'm considering about doing motorcycle traveling, think about how easy that is to use a company like Twisted Road or any of the, you know, like bike share type programs. You can fly in. You can uh, line up a bike and line up a place that is completely okay with you wrenching or having the garage door open and in there performing maintenance and kind of getting your gear together. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty neat. Yeah, we got oil. We got... Yeah. Yeah, it's a basic... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for now, you. there's a third yeah. tie-in right there. For you. Right. You know, there's yeah. an extra quart That's for right. you. Spans, sponsored by Amsoil. Just see your local old white man. Um, <laughs> but yeah. there could be so many if things. If you're at a motorcycle event here. and you want to know who's selling Amsoil, just wait a second. They'll let you know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Every time I would be at a motorcycle event, like, you know, AMA Vintage Days or something, and I'd be holding my booth down, trying really hard to, to sell some shit, There'd always be that guy who'd wander into the, into my tent, my ten by ten or whatever. He'd wander in. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Oh, I really like what you got going on. And I'd get all excited. I was going to sell something, oil filter, something. I was going to sell some of that shit I brought. I brought nine thousand pounds of shit, and this guy's going to buy something because he's clearly interested. And then it was like two minutes later. So I noticed you don't have any AMS oil. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> I left it at the shop. God damn it! I just got I just got Rick rolled. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> or uh, what's the two-stroke oil? Uh, Clots. That's it. Yeah, Clots. No, no. Yeah, but they don't try to sell that shit to you aggressively. Amsoil, man, those guys are up in your face no, anywhere man. I go. Yeah, and my whole world is like like I said, Amsoil is Mary Kay for old white men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all it is, man. It's a pyramid scheme. The uh, this will make your bike last forever and your teeth whiter, too. Mm. Now, if you are... If I show are... enough of it, I get a pink Cadillac. <laughs> Red, white, yeah. and blue, absolute Cadillac. Yeah. Now, the thing about doing something like that, 
most bikers, what people don't know is that most bikers have disposable income. They do. Uh, you might be able to charge like 25 or 30 percent premium over a standard Airbnb mm. to really? be. <clears throat> That doesn't have a garage. By curious or by friendly. Yeah. Uh, by friendly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Renee. I know her. You know her, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Renee is losing her downstairs tenant. Hmm. And she's decided that she may put her downstairs uh, of her Lakewood double up as an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's not a bad idea. But she's also talked about, you know, getting a new tenant in there. And what she said now is that you can pay the rent for the unit, but then there's a surcharge if you want the garage. Because she has a really nice garage. Mm-hmm. She's got a brand new, you know, relatively new garage. She's got a really big driveway, which is really unusual for Lakewood. Yeah. So in her property, it's it's no problem. She could have four cars there and nobody would have to be on the street. Which in, a, which in Lakewood is like parking lot bingo. Like, you want to move, you know, you're in a double, but, oh, wait, Dave's got to move his car so you can get to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And everybody has each other's keys because it's impossible to have more than two people living in a home in Lakewood without somebody parking on the street and getting towed, right? So, like, getting your car not towed in Lakewood is a challenge. In her particular house, two cars in the garage, mm-hmm. no problem. Even a couple of motorcycles on top of that. And two cars in the driveway, no problem. And nobody's on the street. So she's listing her house with a price for the house, but then also an additional, Good. if you want to have the garage. But, so, but the only hard okay. thing for Air, Airbnb stuff is that your stuff has to be in tip-top shape. So the yeah. maintenance yeah. cost has to go up really high because any review, yeah. if you're if the, the rug gets dirty or anything goes oh, bad. Oh, Okay. All right. they'll, they'll ding you. Instead of having a tenant for a year or two, he's yeah. not going to give a shit. He's right. going to get used to whatever you have. And it's, yeah. it's theirs to take care of for, yep. for the most right. part. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. if you're renting it for a couple of days at a time, right. it has to be always yeah. in yeah. top shape. Yeah. That's the only downside. That's the only thing I see as a downside. Sure, as a downside. Yeah. 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 yeah, the motorcycle concept, up. man, catering to that market is not a bad idea at all. And I can also tell you that in my travels... Now, don't tell anybody about this, because it's my... That's <laughs> your idea. Yeah. yeah, guys, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Do you have any kind of like a separate entrance, though? Or are going to have to like share your common space? Oh. oh! I'm not talking about my common space with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you're talking about with strangers. <laughs> An- anonymity, that's your... When those bikers come in from a hard day in the valley, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll right. set them up by the fire and rub their feet. So, <laughs> so what would be... The bikes that you would think mm. are the best ones to buy, if you mm. want to do like a quote-unquote business yeah. for Airbnb for bikes, that yeah. are common enough and the demographic is right there that they have some expensive discount for like renting your bikes out. Or? Right. Yeah. 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 If you if you said, I'm going to have <clears throat> the ultimate experience. I'm going to have a house or a room or you know yeah. your own game, right? With a garage space, and it comes with two bikes. Which bikes? Which would they bikes be? are you going to put in it? <laughs> KLR two fifty. No, okay. it'd have to have button start. Got to be a button. Yeah, yeah. Go zero, yeah, right? Fucking right. zero there. Whisking goes. That does. BMW. Hey, I will tell you what. Having the electric bikes in there does kind of shorten their leash, right? 
Uh, True. Anything with twist and go. Yeah, TNG, something. Something that's literally an automatic. Yeah. But that wouldn't... uh, Man, a lot of people are really put off at the idea of like, oh, you're giving me a scooter? You know, see, I think that mana was would would have been a good point oh, because yeah. it's automatic yeah. or it's manual. You could right. shift That's if true. you want to. Now, a guy like Steve though could give him a choice of thirty eight bikes. Yes, exactly, and right. just yeah. pick it off the, the. And he'll just load the garage. Yeah, yeah. but and if you want like a menu, right? Yeah, you want to go from the craft, craft beer list? Do you want to go from the premium <laughs> bottle list, or do you want to go with the? Uh, <laughs> the oh, I'm sorry. Would you like the Harley package? Because there will be a uh, 2013 FLHP in the drive in the in the garage, and there will also be a ball gag and some chaps. <laughs> assless chaps. All chaps are assless. I know, I know. Or else they'd be pants. <laughs> so, yeah. All chaps are assless. Or else they'd be pants. What that about? That was the first time, like for. Over a year that that's how it been said. <laughs> I know it's been a while because it's so fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if Dustin's not here to, to have the blow a seal joke, <laughs> the whole world grinds to a halt. Apparently, <laughs> wait a minute. Let me get him on. Uh, your oh, okay, get him on. Bring him on. What about something like, um, well, like that genuine four hundred? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, yeah. something like a standard. It's a motorcycle. Yes. It's almost impossible to hurt yourself on. Yep, four hundred. And if you totally butt rape it, you're out like four grand. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Or a KLX two fifty, or yep. you know. But do you yeah. offer insurance? I mean, you you should probably. I have no idea. Go I think you'd insurance have to. into yeah. the yeah. price of the bike. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Or into the price. That's of a the good idea. Bike, yeah. So. Right. I mean, the the twisted road guys they have. They have a system. Like An insurance package already right, right, put yeah, together. It's yeah, built into so, it, yeah. Now, see, what I understood you saying about this Airbnb was a bear, Airbnb for traveling motorcyclists. Right. Folks that have yeah. their to bikes already. Yep. They're right. coming across the country, whatever, right. and yeah. they want to stop in Cleveland. Rock, Rocky River. Right. They want to stop in one of the more affluent suburbs of Cleveland on the west side. where Those you reside. and Rocky Yeah, River. exactly. <laughs> Do you, know make, you know what would make this Cleveland experience better? <laughs> If we took some of the Cleveland away from it. If LeBron yeah. James handed you your motorcycle oh, keys. Yeah. No, but we could arrange Drew Carey to come and make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> we could put you up on, like, uh, Scoville Avenue. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh hey, interesting. Hometown <laughs> reference, fellas. You won't yeah, get exactly, it. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, interesting side note. You won't note. make it out. <laughs> I did have a, a customer come in yesterday who... Among other things that he was interested in his life, did call attention to the fact that when he got out of the Vietnam War, the first thing that he purchased was a Honda GL1000. Nice. Wow. 75 then? I'll say that's got to be late. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he bought. Oh, I'm sorry. This was a 76 because it was the bicentennial edition. Which is a very, very... No, it's a gold rims. Ah. It's a very rare... Was it red, white, and blue? No, it wasn't. It was brown with gold trim. Nothing says America like brown. Well, <laughs> back then... No, back back then in America... <laughs> back then in America, we had this whole thing called early American. So early American was everywhere. We also had a thing called AMF. <laughs> <laughs> they were making bicentennial motorcycles as well, which it were did. red, white, and blue. Yes, they were. And Seven Up made a bunch of bicentennial bottles. Oh, too. everything mm-hmm. did. There I was a whole goddamn train. I mean, like we celebrated nineteen seventy six. 
Because it was the best thing we had going on. Yeah, not when you're 200th anniversary. Not when you're a fucking paper boy. I remember carrying the paper. That's oh, me too. Oh, your fingers they, were all blue and no, red. they had a, like a They're special so edition thing. It was like as thick as like a pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a phone book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like my regular paper route. Maybe the paper bag mm-hmm. weighed. 30 pounds. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it was 4th of July that year. Yeah. It must weigh like 400 pounds. Early American became everything. <laughs> yeah, Every house in America paper. became full yeah, of exactly. dark wood. Or two bags. <laughs> it, was bags. Either, it was either early American or medieval castle. You couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I made money in 76 uh-huh. by buying 7-Up bottles. Yep. Or getting the recyclable 7-Up yeah. bottles. Yeah, yeah. And I bought a glass cutter. Yep. And, and I made cut the tops off, and I made oh. glasses. The glass eyes. cutter from Ronco. Yeah. <laughs> Ronco And you would cut the, right. the top of the bottle off, yep. and then polish it, and mm-hmm. then you'd sell people these, you'd sell people these bottles 7-Up bottles yeah. with, like, Spirit of 76 on it or we whatever. We melted them yeah. with a propane torch. Oh, yeah. And made the big curly bottles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You get those those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fill them with, like, colored water. Oh, yeah. I, have yeah. A, I have, like, a wooden sign that my dad made when he was a kid that it had probably a newspaper cutout where it was this big mural of like the you know the spirit of 76 uh, spaceship and yeah and some drummer boy and stuff like that and the american yeah. flag and, and that was always it was a piece of wood mm-hmm. and they had taken a piece of paper and laminated yep, it that's exactly it, it. and yep, then burnished the edges yep. oh yeah yeah <laughs> and that shit was hanging in every basement in america i yep. still have it yep we had all these wooden things that hang with one little Fitting at the top of it, one little fixture at the top of mm-hmm. it, and it would be like 1874 Winchester, mm-hmm. and then it would be like Model T Ford, and the, like the other the side of it cars. has has a similar paper, right. but it's a, the description of what's on the front. Well, side. no, it's a Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Respectable in the front, party in the back. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Oh. Very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was America. Like, it was all of this garbage. It was just so bad. Jimmy Carter. In 1976. <laughs> yeah. I like Jimmy Carter. I am drinking Billy Beer. But I love Jimmy Carter. I had Billy Beer cans like mad. Jimmy Carter was too. the last honest president we had. Got that right. I'm sorry. That's my political. I'm not arguing with you. Um, I like that guy. But. So this guy's. Uh, I'm old. First owner, <laughs> first owner KO, or K1 at this point, K1 Goldwing. He's bringing it into the shop. He still has the original bike he bought. Yeah. Only, nice. owner, only owner? Only owner. Damn. Nice. So he wants us to go through the whole thing. Sell it to me. <laughs> I don't think he wants to sell it to anybody. I think we. I think I can tell you where his ashes are going to go yeah. when he does pass. Hmm. When he leaves this mortal coil, it ain't, ain't going to be far from that bike. And uh, he's got a son that's interested in it. I think at some Pretty point. Cool. But long and short of it, still, I would be honored. Yeah, it'd be fun to work on that bike because I've always had a sweet spot for the very, very early GL one hundreds or GL one thousands. And uh, and this one being that it's the bicentennial edition, it's Probably made here in Ohio. Yeah, Marysville. Marysville, yeah. Um, really a, really kind of a cool bike. And we talked about it a little bit last in the podcast. This is the one that has the Kickstarter. Wow. Mm-hmm. That you can remove and put in the container on the gas tank. So, like, the Kickstarter is literally 
and an accessory. Yeah. You know, in case you're in such dire straits that you want to kickstart a square yeah. fucking 1,000cc motorcycle engine. <laughs> That's got to be a hell of a kick. But any, but, well, yeah. Chris should go down there tomorrow and pick up that one. Well, so, yeah, w- yeah. which, you've had project bikes yeah. in the back. Oh, yeah. That we've had podcasts around and we've done little <laughs> things. Especially that one, that one bizarre. Uh, what year was that one with the, the uh, square or those octagonal bags? Or those. Oh crap! Oh no, that was a GL. That was a '78 GL. '78 with the yeah. ugly tank. But it had the, the weird, yeah, yeah, the weird hexagonal bags, like those yeah. better bags, the yeah. side loaders. Yeah, they're like like 45 degree angle side right. loaders. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be fun, because the Widow Goldwing 2 has mm-hmm. volunteered to donate that bike. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we could bring it in here and tie up one of your lifts for like for six ever. months. Yeah. No, no, and, uh, <laughs> for six years. For six for fucking six years. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have a podcast once the a week. The difference and being that take this, guy, screws out this guy rode this bike a year ago. Uh-huh. This bike has been off the road for about. Widow Goldwing nine says months. that her husband rode it not sure. too long ago. Not too long. Yeah, <laughs> it was twenty years in the eighties. Yeah, he's been 20, dead for nine years. Yeah, all <laughs> relative. Yeah. We could have a podcast transplanting the engine from Widow Goldwing two into a small Italian car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's also that's a brilliant that's idea. Another, that engine because I have an eleven hundred for you. <laughs> We didn't do a crackle cast this year. No, we didn't. But but you know what? Autumn yeah. is the best time for crackle mm-hmm. casts. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty nice yeah. outside though. Today would be a good night for a fire. But the uh, <laughs> do you have a lot of wood in your, in yeah, your yeah. truck? <laughs> we do have a we do have a couple of crates we just yeah. liberated. Yeah. yeah. The uh, when I think about the idea of like bad motorcycle projects, aside from the G- no. GSXR that's right behind us right now. That, that, bro- that broken one? Yeah, the totally broken one. Yes. The that incredibly sidecar? broken one. What about my reflex I brought in tonight? That that's was a, fucking that's great, a, dude. That's a bad motor. <laughs> I think I paid 250 bucks for that. <laughs> so I paid 250 bucks for it. It darkened my shop on my east side shop. We pushed that thing around for like <laughs> two tetanus shots and one scraper. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to... Well, I had to move out of the building. So I had to make everything disappear. And I had a like oh, a, Steve? a 500 pound pile of Honda that was lightly disassembled and only kind of fucked. And I was like, hey, Steve. <laughs> yes, it's me, Steve. Would you like Steve. would you like a free Honda reflex? <laughs> and you wrote it tonight. And it's awesome because it's a Honda Reflex oh, Street one. Fighter. Oh, I say it's not it's recognizable naked. as a, a Honda Reflex. Bike. It's a naked yeah, bike. It's a total, naked, total I love because when, when I looked through the front doors, I was like, did he find an old Interceptor and take all the plastic off of it? <laughs> nope, it's a scooter. Uh-uh. So it's a Munster Reflex? I was riding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was riding the other, like a couple days ago. Yeah. Some guy in this like, huge, like, monster truck. He's yeah. looking down at me and he's like, I thought he was going to, like, He's like, nice ruckus. That's what he said. He said, "Did he really? Is, is that a ruckus? Is that a ruckus?" And you I go, said, "It's kind yes. of a ruckus." <laughs> sort of. I said, "Yeah, this is what a big ruckus would look yeah, like." Yeah. Right. 
Probably. If it wasn't anybody close enough, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so this is this is is that a ruckus? Mild disturbance at best. <laughs> <laughs> is that a ruckus? You want shenanigans? I'll show you shenanigans. Oh my god. Yeah, that I I'm thrilled it's running. So how bad was the how bad were the valves? Replace the valves. Yeah, you did. Replace the valve guys. <laughs> the rocker arms mm-hmm. were worn down pretty much like halfway. They were they were so scored that yeah. half the 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 this is the part that, and by the way, this is what rides against the cam. Right. And so So I replaced the pretty much I replaced everything in the head. Okay. Now Here's one thing I would like to discuss for the people who are listening in podcast land. Let's clarify. This is a Honda Reflex. So it's the bike that followed the, the Helix. Helix. Oh, so that's Honda, why Honda Helix okay. 250. The that's Honda look familiar. Elite 250. Yep. And the Honda Helix, Helix. 250 yep. had a reputation for being absolutely unkillable. And how you would adjust the valves on that motorcycle... You would you loosen a ten millimeter bolt, you know, a bolt on the side of the head, and you would move these quarter moon shaped <laughs> wings, right? So these quarter moon shaped wings, and they would actually you could you could adjust the valves from the outside of the motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. You could adjust the valves. It's a good system. While from the outside of the motorcycle. And you know what makes that even better? You can do it you... while you're riding. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. Ah, now you may laugh. You could absolutely do it at an idle. Yep. You can adjust the valves while the while engine was it's idling. running. Wow. And as a trained Honda whisperer. Could you do it by sound? That's how you did it. Yeah, that's mm. so, yeah. Oh, it was, makes It's unbelievable sense. how simple that yes. That system is the most. Ingenious. Now, tell me about the head system on your reflex. It does have the same system. Oh, except? Except it doesn't work. And it's made of, <laughs> and what type of metal is it made of? Cheese. <laughs> Me- oh. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. So, I have been through huh. oh. a whole, I've been a whole, I've been through a whole lot of Helix motors. I've been through a fairly good My amount Helix of. Helix never had a problem. CH250 motors. Yeah. Elite motors. But it was yeah, only leave. with the reflex did I see self-consuming, sacrificial, Velveeta-based valve train. That's now, that bike has how many miles on it? 20,000. Yep. And how much was worn off of those valve rockers? Half of it. Half of it. Half of it. So the rockers are limited. Yeah. Oh. Now the, and the rockers are the rockers are steel, rockers, which is very <clears> odd. <throat> the cams and the rockers. A cam will yeah, eventually grant. A, a cam will, under adverse harsh situations, disappear. Mm-hmm. They will. They will no longer will have become loads. round. They will go out of round, mm-hmm. especially if they're. Plagued with a lack of oil or too much heat, yep. or usually both, both at the same time. Both, yeah. The tappets or the arms, usually the rocker arms are usually made of a material or have a paw on them that is made of a material harder than the cam. 
because but that wore down it, it was all everything was in there was scored yes mm -hmm. which i didn't and when i looked at it it's like the first time i've ever seen anything like that yeah and but so i replaced the entire valve basically i replaced the entire valve train mm. and i still that is the basis for my argument that those motors came out of china and that very well may be mm -hmm. And my biggest problem, though, wasn't even that. Yeah, I tried to start it again. It would not start. It would. It would. Uh, once I got everything back together, it would mm -hmm. like put 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 and pop. Put put pop. Put put pop. It wouldn't backfire. It was like yeah. like you know how something tries to start, yeah. like yeah. it wants to start, but it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I can't get this thing to start. So I mean, I I tried everything. I'm getting a spark. Yeah. I'm getting, I mean, my cam timing is set. Right. My, and, and I did, I mean, I, I set it three Your or four times. because static timing is all correct. I, Everything's fine. And yeah. I thought I maybe messed up the static timing. Yeah. So then, out of desperation, I, I, and I don't know why I did it, I pulled the plug, I squirted oil down in the, in the bore. Yeah. And then I put the thing back in, started right up. Uh-huh. And it ran, but it was like coughing out of the uh, uh, EGR yeah, system or not? The puke EGR, valve. The, it's the puke. It's yeah, that, yeah. It was spewing the puke oil. Yeah. It was spewing, spewing oil out of there. It was yep. spewing oil out of the airbox. Mm -hmm. It was, and then it was I'm wet like, something like a son of a bitch. Right, and I'm like, yeah. what the hell? I mean, why would this motor do this? Yeah. So I changed the oil. I put a, a like a half a can of. Um, Sea foam in right. the oil. In the oil. In okay. the oil. Right. In order, because I figured the val, the uh, rings must have been seized. Yes. So every time you'd start it with the yeah. oil, it would run. If you stopped, because it, it the wouldn't oil start is again. there adding to compression that the rings are not providing right. enough of. Sealing right? it. Sealing. Right. Yeah. So, so every time I had to start it, I had to squirt oil into the bore, mm -hmm. and it would start. And I'm like, well, then now I'm gonna have to do the bottom end. Of course, yeah. So, uh, but I added the sea foam. Yeah. I ran it with, a, like, a, I used to, like, a 20-weight oil. Yep. And I ran it, ran it, ran it, and then all of a sudden, it was, and it was smoking like a son of a bitch out of yeah. the muffler. Yeah, Suddenly, it just stopped. The compression came back. Yep. Everything was perfect. So you just, you unstuck a ring. Yeah. yeah. There so was the a ring. The became unstuck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you had a stuck ring. Right. I'm convinced that that motor suffered a heat catastrophe. Um, when it came in, and the guy was like, it needs a tune-up. <laughs> well, he heat-seized it or something. Oh, yeah, he heat-seized well, the shit out of the it. Shit of the well, and also, there was, there was either no oil to the top end for a very long time, long enough to wear out the entire, all of the rocker, like the rocker arms, the followers, everything was destroyed, Right. I looked inside that top end with a camera, you know, with a borescope. Mm -hmm. And I told the guy, I was like, you're proper fucked. Like, your whole top end is fucked. Like, you need a new head. He's like, well, what's that going to cost? And I'm like, well, more than you're willing to spend. You know, you came in and you were bitching about a $129 tune-up. And I think I put... I think I might have put three hundred bucks in that bike yeah. with all the parts. But yeah, with your labor. But you know what? It was yeah. like it was like my winter project. Exactly. And I had. Yeah. I mean, I had it up in my lift. Mm -hmm. I had it on my lift in my garage. Yep. I have a heater in my garage. And, and somebody was nice enough to take it all apart for you. Right. It came in boxes. So, <laughs> I mean, it was actually. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes it's harder when it comes yeah. apart because you don't know, like, when you yeah. take it apart, Where you know how you have to put it yeah. together. Yeah. So it was, it was a kind of an interesting project for me. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to get this thing running. Not so much because the bike is ugly as sin. The reflex has not much going for it. No, I I do not like the reflex. It's kind of horrible CVT. Yep. It's I mean <laughs> it's it's like it, it's not fast. It doesn't do anything well. I mean the right. helix is way better. Oh, the I mean, helix I, is I think yeah. the helix is right. way better. And my helix, I mean I ride that all over. The, the reflex place. was so good that after two years of the reflex, a letter writing campaign by old men convinced Honda to bring back the helix. So the Helix was scrubbed. Mm. The tooling was, I think the tooling was sold off to CF Moto. And Honda had committed to the Reflex, which in my opinion, after the first time I took one apart, I smelled it. I was like, wow, this is China. Right? And there was nothing ever good about a Reflex. They were just heavy. They were just bigger. And... Then the all of a sudden, I mean, I'll, I'll give the seats, the seats are comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, these, 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 all of a sudden, the the helix came back, except the plastic was more brittle. She, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it smelled strongly of China. So, yeah. and they charged it? people more money or as much money for the reflex. I'm sorry for the helix, oh. which was a 19 what 80. Three or eighty-five that they'd upgraded with larger wheels. So when the Helix returned, its triumphant return, I think what they were doing is they were taking like a twelve hundred dollar CF Moto China bike called the Fashion Two Fifty, and they were taking the CF Moto China Fashion Two Fifty and putting very quickly putting Honda decals on it Mm -hmm. and selling it at Honda dealerships, but adding three thousand dollars to the MSRP. Being like, okay, dumb shit. If you want the helix back, here, you go. here it is. I mean, it was a the helix is. I like it because it's got a long wheelbase. I mean, that's ugly. Does it ever? It's ugly as yeah. sin, but that trunk is unbelievable. I mean, you could fit. I mean, when I I well, use that for my for work, right? My tool belt fits in there, right? I fit all my like all the stuff I need, all my supplies, right. my grease gun, my. You know, the oil I need to fix my blowers and everything else. Everything fits in the trunk. It I does. Have, I have more tools in the back of that thing than anything. And I whole, can... A whole case of White Castles. Yeah. Whole, yeah <laughs> and depending on what year it is, you may have an attractive orange LCD display. And I don't. <laughs> well, then, I have the first... I have like 80... Six, I, I, I did like the... Uh, I, did, I, did I have the 10-inch wheels, too. Yeah. So. Oh, God. I it, it's long, but at least it's wobbly. Yeah. The position is kind of... Different. The seating position? Run, it's, you mean I just fell asleep and I barely got on this bike? <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's so it's comfortable. Because it's, you know what? I, I love my BV500. Yeah. But I, it would, everything I ride. As soon as you sit on an old helix, helix yeah. your brain produces more serotonin. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. You could stretch out all the way. Yeah. And it's like you're like, in a lazy boy. Yeah. And then you could change your position and put your feet right in front of you. Yep. And it's the you most still... comfortable position. And you ride the bike for half an hour. You stop at a red light. You look down and you're wearing suspenders that you weren't wearing when you left the house. And you have those big wraparound glasses. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah Next that's... thing you know, you're pulling into a flea market you didn't, you didn't even know existed. Yeah, 
It's, it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing, man. You, you bought, you left the house on a yellow bike. You look down, it's Oldsmobile Buick Burgundy. <laughs> you go so for dinner weird. at three thirty. No, <laughs> <laughs> early bird special. <laughs> my bike's the same color as my PC eight hundred. Okay, golden Buckeye special. Yeah. <laughs> like that Helix. Oh my! Every fucking every customer that one. came in on a, a Helix was like seriously. What the fuck? Yeah. His family had already bought the plot. The casket was paid for. <laughs> they were just waiting for him to fall into it. I saw this at the side of the road, okay? Uh-huh. So I bought it because I was riding along, but going home. This bike was sitting at the side of the road. The guy had put a multitude of stickers on it. He yeah, he did. Police and, like uh, Ford Police Interceptor on the front. Look. On the back, there's a huge BMW, like a huge BMW sticker, and they had Betty Boop on it. And I stopped and looked at this thing, and I'm like, this I'll thing is it. so cool. <laughs> it's so bad, it's cool. I mean, it's like so distasteful. He knew there was one guy out there Yeah, yeah. The two words that I am terrified of in any <laughs> Craigslist listing are the following. Custom graphics. Yes. (laughs) Custom graphics. Let me translate that for you. Custom graphics. I like stickers. (laughs) Because that's what it is. Dude shows up the other day on a fucking intruder. He gets off the bike. He is Rush Limbaugh human pork pig. (laughs) Pink. That's the color of his flesh tone. Is he a Caucasian? No. He's porkine. Like he is, he is charcuterie walking. This dude is. That's all, folks. Like that's what this guy is. Yeah, and he's got the the POW Mia, the POW Mia license plate bracket. Of course, his U.S. veteran license plate license plate that he pays for. He's wearing a big red one T-shirt. There you go. Which is a World War II reference. Yeah. And his Suzuki has a giant American flag on the back of it. America, America, and he America. has, and in, you know, like when you when you see like those like lethal threat sticker packages, that's like a sticker package, it's like a one sheet with a bunch of like stickers mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. and there'd be like a big eagle. And then, like, another eagle, but his head's pointing the other way. Mm. And then there'd be, like, a big shield and, like, a cannon. And, like, that early American shit we were talking about earlier from 1976. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he bought that sheet of stickers. And he has them proudly displayed all on oh, the oh, gas oh. tank of a Suzuki Intruder. An intruder is another way of saying, I'm not going to trust you around any women I care about. Well, of course, because if you play the anal game... I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) The anal intruder. And by the way, if you're playing the anal game, that Suzuki always wins. (laughs) Always. Kawasaki went, no, no, it's okay. Vulcan will do fine. (laughs) Honda said, Shadow. That's okay. We can deal with that. Yamaha? Yamaha's... Fuck it. We're going to a whole different brand. We're going to call it a star. That's cool. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but Suzuki went, no, intruder. Intruder. By God, intruder. What about the anal buddy? Come the on. anal buddy is always good. Oh, we like the I anal th- buddy. I think <laughs> anal monkey. Anal oh, monkey is absolutely right. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
It's cross species. You know what I've seen enough. Of? <laughs> oh, I've seen about. I've seen enough goddamn bears. The anal cub. It's about time. Yeah. That's right. After all the They're bears. So cute. It's fine. It's it's so <laughs> oh, Piaggio's got the anal liberty now. <laughs> because the anal fly. That's a little disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anal fly. A little bit. You might have to spray for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anal game is never a bad place to go. No, and I've heard it about the Winnebagos too. People are like, "Oh, whatever." When you see a Winnebago, well, not Winnebagos, brand name, mm. but when you see a travel trailer oh, on the, the side of the road, free spirit or something, the like anal that. free spirit, yep. the yep. anal cougar, yep. the anal scout, <laughs> the anal warpath, all of. All of well, now I feel Nobody bad that I've more stickers to my Helix. <laughs> well, this dude, I mean, this guy was straight up, and I was like, oh, yeah. Because as much as we can make fun of the people who come in here riding to live and living to ride with 14 smashed chickens on the side of their Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. what always wins is the guy that has the faux Harley Davidson, who then makes it better by adding stickers to it. Mm-hmm. And stickers is really just like, oh. Like, at, well, at least they're not hiding crash damage with the stickers. That's what I did. Mm. Like, <laughs> my yeah. soil stickers over the crash damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not my, my crash damage. That Somebody crash else's crash damage. No, because he had crash damage. Yeah. He put a sticker over his crash damage. Yeah. yeah. And then crashed again. Over oh, the top sticker of the top top crash damage. That area, of, that, that area of uh, crash damage is what we call a selective enforcement area. <laughs> that's an area that may need an extra patrol every now and again. Yeah, because that area is one that's prone to problems. Some this dude, padding. though, the guy I bought the, the bike off of, the yeah. Helix off of? Yeah, the Helix, yeah. Took me, he had a barn in his backyard. I mean, it's like he has a house. Into his barn? Yeah, and I said, he wait, 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 I have to take that apart real quick. I have to take that apart real quick. Because you said backyard. So I, oh, hello, boys. Let's hear another year. There you go. Um, because you said backyard, I'm going to assume that this is in an urban or suburban area. You didn't say, and his back 40. He had a barn in no, his backyard? It's. In the township, okay, but it's yeah. but I mean he's they probably have five acre lots. Okay, yeah, yeah, like down this road. Yeah. I so totally get that. Yeah. He's got a pole barn. Okay. I mean it's a pole barn, but it's got a concrete floor. I mean it's a very nice pole barn. Right. So I said, well, and he, he was telling me his dad died, and you know he's selling off some of his dad's stuff yeah. and whatever. And I said, well, do you have any anything else? Yeah. And he, and he said, yeah, come on back to my barn. I'll show you what we have. I'll show you he my He had racks. <laughs> no, he, he had bikes racked in, like, industrial, like... like pallet shelving, yeah. He had pallet mm-hmm. shelving like you yeah. have. He had bikes like this. Really? Bike after bike. Yeah. In pallet shelving. Right. How'd he get them up there? He has, like, a tractor with a forklift yeah. yeah. or yeah. whatever yeah. thing. Anal intruder. He had five... <laughs> he had five uh, Slash twos. Oh wow! Holy crap! And a bunch. Of, he had a yeah. like a CT ninety, a CT one ten. After you have five slash twos, anything else? Fair game. Right. Right. I mean, because you kind of I mean, win at five slash twos. Right. And it was. Yeah. I mean, and they were all in varying states of uh, decomposition. Like, right. <laughs> no, there was like a, a nice one, a, right. like a okay one, a good right. one, a bad one, and then and the parts bike. Yeah, and the the bike that I wanted was like a kind of a wreck, right? But but I like our fifties, 
Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know why. I like R50 is better than R60. It's an honest bike. So yeah. was the best one a three star? <laughs> yeah. no, it was like a one star. It was no, what it I was expected. Definitely a one three star. Three stars. Yeah. I was completely satisfied. Yeah. Three stars. Three stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never was that time. No, I? no, you're, you're <laughs> that guy now. <laughs> three star Steve. Three That's star it. Steve. There you go. How was he? And then there was the wrestling. Everything I wanted. <laughs> he was everything I wanted. Three star Steve. So we made a deal. So we kind of came to a deal yeah. on that bike. Uh huh. And, in the barn. And, and we went back and forth. I'm like, well, that bike's only worth like 4500 bucks." My I mean, God. No, because it was... This must have been the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so, but, so anyway, then he decided he wanted to jack up the price. And so the next day I see it on... I offer him 45 Right, yeah. The next day I see it on Craigslist for like 65 Oh, yeah. So I'm like, what a dick. I mean... That I I have a kind of a good idea of what bikes are worth. I mean, right. I think I bought enough. I mean, just like you, you know what a bike's worth. So he listed on Craigslist. I can so, tell you what the bike's worth today, twenty years ago, and when I bought it. Right. <laughs> Do you have your black book too, by the way? Um, I think it's back. I think I put it back in my oh, office. Okay. So every day on Craigslist, I'm watching this bike. Yeah. Because I know it's the bike that he, you know, right. sixty five hundred. Sixty four hundred, sixty three hundred, sixty one hundred, right, fifty nine hundred, fifty seven hundred. I mean, every day he's lowering the price. <clears throat> so every day he lowers it down. He gets down to the price I offered him. Mm-hmm. My phone rings. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and he's like, "This is so and so." You know, uh, I, I reconsidered. I reconsidered right. your offer. Your offer, yep. and I'm willing to sell it for. Turns out you're not an idiot. And so then I said. Turns out that go right. fuck yourself. Right. Thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, I mean, you should like, have said I'm going to wait five more days and let it drop like exactly. another five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm not talking about. No, but I'm just saying yeah. that. I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's just like the the widow gold one. Dude, I just bought I mean, one. It's for like I'm not trying to rip you, you off. About? Here's but what it probably was. He had no idea what the bike was worth. Right. right. You mm-hmm. came and established a price. And he was like, he said, Whoop. "I'm going to try to sell it right. for more." Yeah. And then like, then he realized it wasn't worth more. So then he tried to meet. Come back yeah, to your price. That's what at happened. Which point right. you said, I don't want to do business with right. you. Right. Because yeah. once, you, once you diss me, I'm mm-hmm. done, you're dead to me. Right. I mean, really, I'm not going to deal with you if if I know that you're that kind of person. You cannot unbutt fuck me. Yeah. Once I feel <laughs> like I've been butt fucked, it is impossible you know, to unbutt fuck me. Yeah. Three star <laughs> Steve. Yeah. You cannot unbutt fuck <laughs> 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 oh, me. Oh, you cannot make a That's a hell of a tagline. <laughs> yeah. You got to meme that one. Yeah. So, here's Come a. Uh, my house, room for rent. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a no are you naked? And now the wrestling. This can't be good. No. <laughs> so about a week ago somebody showed no, the shop mean. because I had my I had this police motorcycle sitting out in front of the store. So I had the police motorcycle sitting out in front of the store as I do. And uh a law enforcement officer, or somebody else in a black and white car, showed up, gave some interest to the police motorcycle, and off he fucked. And James told me this had happened, and I said, well, he didn't stop and say hi or anything else, so whatever. Um, and I just go on, and for the past you know, couple of weeks, really all I've been riding has been the police motorcycle, and now the Zero. 
That's a hell of a contrast, by the way. But well, I'm sure it is. Yeah, right. Um, like that motorcycle's only a 2013, but it feels like a goddamn prehistoric beast compared to the SRF. Well, so this cop shows up a few days ago. And he says, oh, yeah, I was looking at your bike the other day. It turns out he used to be on the motor patrol here for Cleveland. He was a motor officer. Um, and he was like, well, I'm, I am hunting. I'm looking to buy a police bike. And there yours sits with, like, less than a 1,000 million miles on it, where most police motorcycles have a jillion miles on them. And this one's, like, you know, under 7,000 miles on it. And I've been riding and practicing, and I've been working... I've been working on my skills in the motorcycle police agility competition oh. test. Like so I have been using motor like police motorcycle rodeo measurements on a parking lot near my house and practicing on that motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And basically trying to remove as much metal from that motorcycle as possible. <laughs> you look, I've removed a lot of metal. <laughs> By and abrasion, not, yes, not by, by abrasion. removing it. Right, exactly. We have not unbolted anything. No, no. We have only grinded it off. Ground. So the world, <laughs> the, the world is my angle grinder, right? And uh, so he told me. He said, "Well, he goes. I I didn't know this before." He says, "Well, there's the Clark the Clark Road Fields, which they use. They have that's where they train their motorcycle officers, and so they have at these Clark Fields." They have on the ground painted the Mm, test, the Northwest, the Northwest Motorcycle Training Police uh, Law Enforcement Training thing, painted on the field, on the on the gravel, on the asphalt parking lot. So I went up there the other day. Um, I spent the better part of two hours there, (laughs) and it's delightful to take a motorcycle if you've never done this before. I strongly recommend finding a motorcycle that you can just go to and figure out in your local area where the police department, if you have a police department that has motorcycles, turns out they train somewhere. They have a class that teaches people how to go from being a regular cop into being a cop with a motorcycle. A super cop. Well, I mean, a different super, kind of cop. Super trooper. Right. I know, yeah, it's a different movie. but and yeah. I found that, I mean, oh, the guy told me, and he was very nice. Jackie he, Chan. When he told me, he said, look, he goes, Stand down. you right. can use the training area. And I went, well, hold on. Um, I'm not a police officer. I haven't been a police officer in a very, very long time. And he, he said, he goes, no, no. He goes, it's cool. Use my name. He goes, if anybody says anything about you being out there, just drop my name. And I He's not a cop either. No, he, he <laughs> he's the janitor. He's not a cop. He was riding pre- a police interceptor helix. <laughs> he's pretending like a son of a bitch. Because like he showed up with all the cop shit, you know, mm. including like the body camera. Um so again again, he may have just been a guy with a bicycle Airbnb, but he had a body camera. So uh so I went to the Clark Fields, and I went over there, and I found all the markings he was talking about. And holy fuck, one, I am not as good as I thought I was. Um, there's a lot more of my boot rubber and boot leather on the side of that motorcycle than there was a week ago. <laughs> I have some work to do. Hmm. And I've been watching some videos 
And if you haven't seen police motorcycle competition well, amazing. on they're YouTube really cool. videos yet, yeah. watch the American ones. And when you're like, wow, wow, I did not know fat men could move so well. Then watch the Japanese, Japanese ones. ones and then bonkers, when you watch the Japanese yeah. ones, you're going to be like, oh, shit. And it turns out most of those bikes are either inline 4750s that they still keep going for law enforcement use. Like Chip's bikes? Yep. Cowies? Yeah, but they're 750s, and they're they're sportier than Chip's bikes in Japan. And they do have some weird interceptors. They've got some weird, like, elf single rear swing arm interceptor bikes that I can't tell whether they're 500s or bigger, but, oh, my God, the Japanese ride these things like it's... Yeah. Like, like true professionalism of the highest order. It's fucking ballet. And when you watch the American version of the competition and then you watch the Japanese version well, of that no competition. Comparison. It's mm-hmm. really not. And then you do start to understand that the Harley Davidson police bike does by nature of its design it can do stuff that other motorcycles just shouldn't do. And that part of it is is that the entire bottom 40% of that motorcycle is sacrificial. It can become a tripod. <laughs> they actually they have can. a machine at the Harley factory. It's really a dynamometer, but uh-huh. it has a big grinding wheel. And that's how they, <laughs> they grind it down right there. They start with another motorcycle, yeah. and then it becomes a police bike. Yeah. Uh, and you have to wear VR goggles when you do when it. You're oh. it yeah. When you're riding it, When you, when, um, when, I can when, assure you the other you day, the floorboards on. I was not riding VR goggles <laughs> because I have got, somehow or another, I was wearing a jacket. I was wearing an armored jacket, and I still managed to give myself a raspberry on the shoulder through an armored jacket and my regular street clothes. So I got a raspberry on my shoulder, and uh, I got a raspberry on my knee from coming off the Harley uh, FLHP at ludicrously low speeds. (laughs) I mean, to the point where... You're ludicrous. Crystal low speed. That's your old man paper skin. Sorry. It's true. (laughs) Does that match you? Well, uh, again. But on that bike, he's looking at that course. course, On that course, I was at full lock. I mean, the whole idea is lock and lean. Mm -hmm. So, like, you lock the handlebars and then you throw the bike over and you lean and you just keep your, despite your best intentions, keep looking where you want to be as you hear. Milwaukee being ground off into nothing. Well, how do you? I mean, how do you? You ride fast. I usually ride and fast, take but, chances, but I'm trying to learn a new yeah, skill. Take chances. No, no, no. How do you? False start. False start. It's like a total yin, yin and yang. Well, yeah, I'm trying to so learn. You're blowing Steve's mind over here. No, He's, yeah, he's had 28 in. peanuts. <laughs> he's oh, had 300 yeah, peanuts. 300. Okay. <laughs> I spent. Did you say peanuts? I spent the first half of my life. I spent it's the first half of my life trying right? to go fast. What can I say? I was about to say this is older, wiser yeah. Phil. I spent the first half of my life trying to go faster. I'm coming up dangerously close to my 50th birthday. You're gonna go slower now. And so now I'm trying to go real slow. <laughs> go slow and take more chances. Go slow and take. And I will Less say, chances. I have learned. No chances. Do you know? <laughs> Take different chances. There you go. Yeah. That is a very heavy motorcycle. Fuck yeah. Go figure. And if anybody doesn't think it's a heavy motorcycle... Go sit on it. No, no, no. I'm going to throw Sleep it on the ground. <laughs> no, I'll throw it on the ground right now. And pick it up? No, y'all can try to pick it up. <laughs> right. But... I saw that 
100 pound girl pick up a I picked that oh, bike. I don't know if I believe I that. picked that bike up at least 7 times on Tuesday. How far over does it fall? Enough. Does it lean onto those crash bars yep. or no? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then I learned that there's a, a technique that I wasn't doing right. And the technique is once the bike has fallen over and it's fallen over, right? And you're not on it anymore. The one technique is you can back your ass up to it yep. and back up the bike oh, yeah. like you're supposed to. Yeah. I mean, maybe you've and seen the technique or maybe you one. haven't. Yep. But you basically grab the handlebars, yep. you cock the wheel hard to the direction you're on, and then you back up. And you mm-hmm. back up and the bike comes up with you because your legs are stronger than any other part of your body. That's the that way. That works on a, a taller bike better than it works on a low-slung bike. It does, yeah. and it works good with that. And I actually, what's weird, if you look at my handlebars on that bike, I actually am going to raise them. See the way they are right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah, at cock. a slight angle back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move them forward two more inches. Parallel with the Because force. I want my handlebars, my grips, to be in a perfectly straight line between the grips, the triple, and the front axle bolt mm-hmm. to give me the maximum leverage to turn that thing. And mm-hmm. as high as that seat is, I feel like I need to raise it a little bit more to give myself better leverage. But what I learned is the best way to pick up a Harley Davidson is not just back into it and pick it up. It's to actually shove it at the earth harder when it's on the ground. And <laughs> shove, it at the, shove it at the earth harder. And then when it comes back up, run with it and carry mm-hmm. it back. Huh. So you literally push it down and then pick it up real okay. quick. Huh. And that's the right way I've learned to pick the bike up when it's on its side. <laughs> now, if you look underneath the crash bars, if you look under the crash bars and if you look at the uh, floorboards... I can assure you, I have oh, tasted oh both sides yeah. of that. Only, only dropped once. Oh, yeah. oh the the side the the, the floorboards the floorboards are wafer thin. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rim on oh, the floorboard the anymore. <laughs> it's really so, bad. So would you ever take that bike over to the Clark Field while the cops are there and just park it kind of in the corner and just let them drool over it? No, because it's they're driving shit that's newer than that. Like their bikes are newer. No, you know? right for a personal bike. For personal. Oh, oh no, I mean I'm not. I mean I really am not interested in that. Turn the turn the thing on. The knob by your balls. There, there's a knob. Yeah, turn that to the right. There you go. Now play games. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then press the buttons on the left hand side. The red buttons on the left hand. Yeah. Well, try it both ways. Yeah, there you go. And then flip it the other way. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. No, but then there's the switch above it. Pull it over, kid. Try the red switch above it. Try that one. We all like that one. Yeah, that's the the best one. That's the moneymaker. That's the moneymaker. My leg hit the... So my leg hit that switch. And uh, my leg hit that switch, but my body had been ejected to the right. So I was not on the bike anymore. The bike was kind of just being a bike on its own, and it's kind of just resting, and I was busy getting up again. But my leg had hit that switch on the way off. So here I am letting all of you know the near west side know that um, I'd fucking fallen off my motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and, uh, but it is a fun thing. So like, what you don't realize is those police officer skills tests, those police officer training... Guys who have made the commitment to be motorcycle officers, they go through a three or four week course where they learn how to, maybe they've never ridden a motorcycle before, and they're not learning on a 250 Yamaha, they're learning on a fucking FLHP or an FLHTC mm-hmm. or a really big heavy V-twin. So that's, that, to me, 
would something's wrong with somebody who never yeah somebody who's never ridden a bike yeah becoming a police uh, motor officer motor officer yeah there's something wrong about that well but if you look man I guess if you want to have a life change and you don't want to get divorced maybe that's the thing you do right you know it's that or buy a Miata so (laughs) I'm giving that a one I'm giving that one (laughs) but the weird thing is I can tell you on Tuesday I crashed that bike seven times. So and but that's why I bought it. I mean I bought yeah, it but, so and I you've could, been riding your whole life. I have been riding since I was a child. Right. So you're gonna say yeah. a guy that's been riding for three or four weeks is going to actually be even I would hope that they would fall better bike. than I did, because I'm fifty years old and I don't fall down very good anymore. And one, one time I fell off the bike, it took me like a day to fall down. I started falling down, and I fought it everywhere I could fight it. By the time I fell down, I had touched the ground with my left hand, rolled over into like a twister position, and touched the, hand, touched the ground with my right hand, caught the ground with my shoulder, eventually hit my ass on the ground, and managed to get up and was like, I stuck the landing, right? I stuck my hands up like Susie fucking, you know, like, you know, Nautica Kaminsky. (laughs) Well, no, the bike was already on the ground, man. Look, I have learned right now the dignity of bailing early. Mm -hmm. I am not riding it down anymore. One time I pinched my foot, my my boot, I pinched my boot between the right floorboards and the brake lever. Ouch. And yeah, it hurt because when I got, because then when I fell off the bike, my foot was trapped between Mm -hmm. the floorboards and the brake lever. And he hit the siren. You remember when the guy shot a bottle? <laughs> remember when the guy shot a bottle? You know your problem is, right? <laughs> you're on the wrong bike, and you're too fat. And you're too fat. <laughs> you're on the right bike, and you're too fat. Well, it turns out that um, for all these maneuvers, you pretty much are going to crush your rear brake and the clutch. So the clutch and the rear brake are sac- sacrificial. And the technique that I did learn is that to take the rear brake lever that you see there and get a lower rear brake lever so that you're not constantly cocking your toes up, which Mm. causes fatigue in your foot. Because to make a lot of these turns, you are dragging the rear brake a lot, like dropping the anchor. Mm. It's the opposite of trail braking. So, you know, you really are intentionally stabbing the rear brake hard to make the bike kind of pivot on a point. And... There are six or seven different courses that are laid out there. Now, I'm not to the point where I'm bringing my own fucking cones, right? I'm just using the marks that are spray-painted on the ground underneath me. But what I can tell you is a lot of these things are starting the motorcycle from a dead stop into an immediate lock left or lock right turn, not with like a foot to get into it. No, you're starting at a lock left or a lock right. Mm -hmm. And it's really tough to get your brain to do that. Yeah. And it's really, really hard to do. And it's something I've never done in my life. So for me, this is a new skill thing. So I'm trying to kind of <laughs> develop a new skill or a better skill. Because I've always been fascinated by the people that had that kind of ability to have precision riding control at crazy low speeds. And I got mixed up in some gravel the other day on that bike. That Whoa. is a very heavy motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> And when I got mixed up in some gravel, I was like, oh, I'm just going to fucking point and shoot. And I did. And it turns out she will dance if she has to. Um, It's a lot of mass. Uh, The class of the the lass is proportional to the mass of the ass. And (laughs) it turns out that she... She'll get a little sideways on you real quick. There is no traction control in the back of that goddamn thing. And... 
It's weird. So if you haven't ridden a, a big, a big dumb bike. American motorcycle, it, it changes everything. Do I mean, it's do really it. a do weird it. experience. Do it. Do it. And then I get off that and get on a goddamn zero. Zero, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like literally going from like Guardians of the Galaxy to Jurassic Park. Flintstone Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Party laughs> it's yeah. so weird. I, I thought that the zero was going to feel heavier. No. That's interesting. Not. Because of the sheer size of it. Yeah. Even yeah. though the battery looks I mean, big. It it looks it is, it's not well, but the it is, weight. I mean, it's 450 pounds. Give it, doesn't, or take. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. So that's, I mean, that's heavier it's, than what you wrote here but today. Yeah, it's heavier than the Bandit. It's a little bit taller than the Bandit, too. Yeah. But it's <coughs> bottom heavy, though. Okay. So it yeah. probably doesn't feel like it's heavy at the top end. So the batteries and stuff, do you felt better? Yeah. Felt lower? Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, we're going to have some more... We're going to have some more fun with, like, the Zeros and stuff like that. Yeah. That it's weird. I mean, this this isn't a thing that ever existed for us before. Yeah. And it is nice that, like somebody said, it's almost like riding a motorcycle. It's almost like riding a motorcycle. It's so weird. But it is fun. Oh, yeah. um, you guys, for AMA Vintage Days, for sure, for sure. So we've yeah. got our confirmed... Yeah camping spot um we're gonna figure out where we're gonna have that camping spot we do want to invite everybody who's not been to ama vintage days to please come to ama vintage days and track us down okay because we're gonna we will be there and we'll be having a good time uh for sure the the getting like the idea of gearing up or getting ready for the vintage days experience if you haven't done it before make fucking sure that you show up either with the gear that you're going to need or with the cash you need to be able to go six miles down the road to one of the two or three gas station convenience stores or grocery stores that they have to have the stuff that you need coming in. I had somebody send me an email saying, I'm coming coming in from out of state and I'm showing up, you know, he's a podcaster and he's coming in from, you know, flying in. And he wanted to know, like, what does he absolutely need to bring to Vintage Days? Well, here a lot of cash. Cash for sure, if you plan on buying anything. Yeah. You know, if you're going to buy something, you plan on riding. It depends on how, what, you, what are you going to do? Are you going to camp out? I'm going to say, if you plan on eating the food that's there, Some of it's there's good. plenty of food there. Yeah, right? it's expensive. <clears throat> but it's going to yeah. run you. It's <clears throat> not, I mean, you're paying for location, location, location. Who's going to give you a hot dog on Friday night? <laughs> I'll give you a hot dog, all right. The, um, <laughs> but that is the kind of thing. If you've and never been there before, and you are yeah. If you're showing up, <laughs> the best thing you can do is. It seems, I know it sounds weird, but beer kind of is a universal currency there. Yeah, it is a little bit like Barter Town. So it's pretty easy if you've got like you know cargo pants with like four beers in the pockets to exchange that for like. A hot dog or a, a hamburger, yeah. um, that's a pretty good thing. Most people are super-duper generous, but if you're not going to be set up to personally be cooking or grilling or doing other things like that, kind of work with what you have at hand. So if that means that you have the ability to stop at the Quickie Mart on the way in and make sure you've got a cooler full of ice with cold beverages in it, that's a real good start. You know, you may not be able to have the grill going and, and have that kind of thing going, but if you've got... I mean, how many times walking through the swap meet have I been offered a beer or offered somebody else a beer or cold beverage, and it's just kind of like a universal currency there. So there's that. Um, I for, I oftentimes forget 
about the camaraderie that exists at AMA Vintage Days, where we're all kind of into the same stupid shit. Are we going to have a grill down there? I think we should. I mean, yeah. because I might, I might bring down uh, thirty pounds of sausage. Giggity. Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> shit. I can. I, I got a fucking freezer a full of sausage. Idea. My God, man. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good to say a pants full of sausage. Settle down. Settle down. Who's going to spread the buns? <laughs> well, you know what? Here's what I can I can tell you. Whether or not anybody chooses to bring an actual grill, yeah. I've got four 55-gallon drums out back. I'll get the torches out. We'll just cut one in half real quick. Well, hold off on that, it, you know, because I can, I can rustle up a grill, but I, I definitely have... A shitload of sausage. Yeah, because, I mean, worst-case scenario, I mean, two bags of charcoal and a 55-gallon drum, and we got a grill. Wood pellets. Pellet grill. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. What about uh, the hardware? They sell actual hardwood charcoal. It's not, like, briquettes. Oh, yeah? It burns really hot. I got two bags of that at home. It burns hot, it burns clean. That's a good thing. I mean, that's a really good idea. It burns better flavor. So we can, I mean, I got enough... You got sausage to feed the fuckers all day long and, you know, for the whole weekend. All right. Are you referring to me as a fucker? <laughs> Everyone but Steve, who's not a fucker. Would you rather be the fucker or the fucky, Steve? Steve? <laughs> Choose fucker or fucky. Right now, fucker. make a decision. Three-star fucker. Three-star <laughs> so, fucker. Huffer. Yeah. There we go. Let's sort that out. Yeah. Because, yeah. I'm doing my job, okay? I'm doing my job. give you a cooler win. Just... Okay, somebody shows up at AMA Vintage Days. They're gonna bring something in. How would they be? How would they be? Oh, I guess. How would they be the hero? They showed up at our camp. Um, liquor. Blanton's bourbon. Blanton's B L A N T O L. Blanton's bourbon. Bring Blanton's. a bottle of Blanton's. You'll eat sausage all weekend long. And a crave case. <laughs> and a crave case. Oh hey, yeah. Anybody Bur- coming from uh, Southern White uh, Castle? Clients, yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati, man. Cincinnati's White Castle's headquarters. I think. Blanton's yeah. baby. Blanton. Blanton. Well, huh? well, oh, yeah. If you're coming from Cincinnati, then bring some Grater's ice cream, too. Jeez! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, ice cream. There you go. You'll be yeah. eating sausage. Yeah, let's get yeah. some sherbet in there. <laughs> Blanton's. You know don't, what? Don't bring any honey-baked ham. I hate honey-baked ham. Oh, those buggers. <laughs> I hate the honey-baked ham. Do you know, they do have a... They got some utes, some side-by-side for, you know, UTVs. Mm-hmm. Um, side by sides down there with a big box that says Domino's Pizza on the back, and they drive around all hours of the midnight, mm-hmm. and they have like a uh, like a really overpriced like a twenty dollar pizza back there, right? <laughs> and so they have like nine or ten of these pizzas, and they sell them you know by the slice or by the each, right? <laughs> and of course at two o'clock in the morning, well, that's a good twenty dollars spent. That's yeah. a very good twenty dollars spent. You're gonna make like four of your friends mm. super happy. <laughs> but what nobody has down there is um, paletas. Oh, yeah. Right? Or yep. ice cream van. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yep. I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but there is an extremely high probability that by the time of AMA Vintage Days, Cleveland Moto will be the caretaker or owner of a Honda Acti or Daihatsu Hijet K truck. Oh, mm. shit. Which is 11 feet of love. <laughs> four by four. Yeah, you're just bragging. <laughs> so you're saying that we need to buy a big box so here's of what dry I'm thinking. ice. What I'm thinking is, <laughs> everybody like a, keep your eyes on the curb and get me a disused refrigerator or chest freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll buy a few bricks of dry ice. Dry ice yeah. And we'll stop and pick up 
a whole fucking gaggle full of frozen fruit bars and, you know, bomb pops. and Yes, please. Yeah, ice cream sandwiches. And yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Push pops. And man. then completely 100% on the down low. Don't say a word because yeah. they don't like competition. No, but just drive that fucker right in. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, if we if ice cream, know, but turn can... turn the music off when you drive in. You think beer's a commodity down there? Oh, ice cream! Man, it's ice so fucking hot down there. I know yeah. a guy kill his brother for a bomb pop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. yeah, you like that? 1964 Godzilla is going to go right on the hood. Oh. We're going to spray paint this bad boy oh, gold. That's, Ooh, that's a good idea. We're going to paint that spray paint spray paint Godzilla gold and put him right on the hood that's, of the hearse. That's a legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't free. Uh, that had to come from Yokohama, but but again, that's <laughs> the right. Radioactive. But that's the that's my favorite generation yeah. of Godzilla. 1964. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my preferred Godzilla. Yeah, you can you can almost see the seams on the suit. Then you see him like taking a smoke break between takes. You know? But yeah, that's the. Uh, Proper. But yeah, so that's nice. uh, so we're gonna have a high ace. Um, not high ace. Uh, a K truck. A K truck. Yeah. yeah, it just has to get here in time. Mm, so if it gets here in time, we're gonna have a. I think we got it. I we're, mean, we're inside of two months right now. We're inside of two months. Yeah. It's gonna be tight. Gov deals. No, I bought. Two. Gov deals for what? the uh, for the deep chest okay. freezer. Oh, or if anybody sees one being garbage yep. picked. Yep. No, I mean like seriously, garbage. If you see one that's hanging out on a on a tree lawn, grab it. All I need a refrigerator does work because all we have, we don't care if it's refrigerator. It's just a big cooler. That's yep. all it is. Yeah. So a refrigerator is nothing more than a cooler with the wrong way. And I was gonna say we could also. I mean, you just want an insulated box. You're not gonna. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Once we're done with. Uh, so we just gotta, if we have we're to get a cardboard box and some sheet styrofoam. Oh, sheet styrofoam. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a good That'd idea. be lighter, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It'd <laughs> be a hell of a lot lighter. 100% disposable. A hell of a yeah. lot more transportable and easily disposed of through the use of uh, fire. British thermal <laughs> <Fire>. units. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that cardboard from the crates that you get, though, that's That's true. That's really thick, thick stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Put a little thick. bit of styrofoam in there. It's all bent up, though. It's in the back of a truck. Oh, there'll be more. I was going to say, yeah, it comes in pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crating material around here. I just don't know where to find any light-duty wood or cardboard. Uh, mm. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It costs $7,000, but you get a free Vespa with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else? Oh, fuck it. Ride fast and take chances. Zero SRF videos to be posted soon to the YouTubes. 